Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Good day, good day. This is the Killer Instinct Podcast. What is the Killer Instinct? Well, we can find out. We can find out what it is, how you get it, and if you don't have it, how the hell to get it. All right. All right. All right. I am your host, or one of your hosts. My name is Ruckus Man. You all know me. I am the creator of Codename Killer, uh, Codename, sorry, uh, K- Agents of Chaos, and co-creator for Lo- Limitless with Lord Leonard. And I fully embrace all of my insanity. Y'all niggas need to do the same thing. All of we is fucking crazy, <laughs> but y'all, you know what I mean? All of we is crazy, but you know, y'all just pretend. You don't pretend. Hashtag embrace it. Hashtag embrace the insanity, yes. And the voice you just heard is my esteemed co-host, brother. Say hi to the people for me. Omar Lasai, keeping it 100. That's right. We a buck. We in there like swimwear and a fat girl's dairy air. There we go. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Get it where you fit in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And our very special guest today is... The esteemed. The esteemed. The great. The great. Big. The big. Robert Harris. Robert Harris. Say hi to the people for me. Hello, everybody. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. You know, I see that, you know, you guys gave me a great intro. You know, you left off my middle name, which is huge. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> it, point why we don't like mine, you see. <laughs> so, so, so basically be big, huge, Rob, you know, but, you know, we'll let that go. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, but uh, but uh, Al-Assad, how, how do we quantify that statement, or do we even bother to qualify, quantify that statement? Which one, sub like man? That or you know, brother Rob says he's huge. That got nine on my nah, business. Nah, 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 <laughs> so today we are going to talk with brother Rob about his life, his experiences, okay. where he's, where he's been, where he's where he's trying to go, you know. How did Rob Harris get to the point? How did Big Rob Harris get to the point that he is right now? Which is on the Killer Instinct podcast. Which is on the Killer Instinct podcast. Yeah, yes. coming live to you from uh, Freeport. Grammar. Right. <laughs> we the prime minister. Where the prime minister just announced. You're not going home for two fucking weeks. Yeah. Two right. weeks. Stay your ass home. So two weeks. My wife just said we got to do two weeks of talking. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two weeks, weeks worth of, of talking. But, Are you serious? Yeah, she said uh, two weeks worth of talking. Yeah, but so. see, but but uh, but uh, aside, um. You actually have a great relationship with your wife, and she's attractive. <laughs> There's a lot of men on this island that don't have no relationship with their wife, and, that's true. and, and, and she look like me. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a fucking problem, sir. <laughs> no, some people like that. that that's like grizzly <laughs> swag. <laughs> grizzly swag. Just, just there in the bathroom, just sharing <laughs> gillettes. All right. <laughs> Honey, you finish, you finish with the razor? Yeah, I, I need to trim my beard, too. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> So for the Killer Instinct podcast, you know, we always like to start off with the question, Brother Rob, when you hear the term Killer Instinct, what does that mean to you? Well, whenever I hear the word Killer Instinct, Mm -hmm. I think about something naturally inside of you that says you can outdo the next person, Mm -hmm. where... We're just by mother nature, like nature versus nurture. Mm. By nature, you're just a beast, mm-hmm. you know, a predator versus the prey. Mm. Mm. That's what I think about when I hear a killer instinct. Okay, okay, okay. So, does Big Rob have the killer instinct? Yes, he does. Okay. So, how do you apply 
the killer instinct. How do we, I, I, I felt a little bit of the killer instinct starting to yeah, fall yeah. right, <laughs> right the fuck there. You know, but anyway, small we'll interruption. Uh, interruption. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut that piece out. So, um, I would actually keep it. Because <laughs> it's authentic. It adds authenticity. Uh, that, uh, that's uh, right. It is authentic. It is instinctual. That's the killer instinct we're talking about. Okay. When someone messes with your, with your jam, mm-hmm. how you're trying to put bread and butter, you know, your bread and butter, and, mm-hmm. and how you put food and table, mm-hmm. they got to go down. You're damn skippy. You know, mistake or not. You know, he almost got it. Getting back into it, um, you already gave us what the term killer instinct means to you, Rob. How does Big Rob Harris apply the killer instinct into his everyday life? Well, I feel that as an entrepreneur, you have to have killer instinct if you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Being an entrepreneur is a definition of killer instinct, and from my opinion, because no one gives you anything. You Mm -hmm. have to go out there, you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be fiercely talented and competitive. Mm. And the two have to go hand in hand because I know a lot of competitive people that aren't talented mm-hmm. and they don't last long. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of talented people that aren't competitive, they don't last long. You have to have the good combination and mix of both to really start to shine. Mm-hmm. And then in that arena, you have to be the best of the best. So you'll have like a, a Scotty Pippen, you'll have a Dennis Rodman, so you can have some stars. But you have that few Michael Jordan Mm. You know, we're like, or or LeBron James, we're like they're just breakout stars. Mm. Now, you you, you mentioned um, talent and what's the other one? Uh, talent and um, oh, from earlier. Yes, just now. Okay, um, talent and and instinct. Yeah, work ethic. Work ethic. Okay, okay. okay. Like but the, the reason why I ask is, um, you said that there's some people who are talented but they mm. don't have the work ethic mm. and they're not successful. And you have people that have the work ethic. It was something, like, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Right. So, so, um, to be a breakout star. Mm-hmm. Okay. So n- let me just recap. Cause I was on the flow there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically to be an entrepreneur, you have to have, you have to have talent and killer instinct. Oh, okay, okay. okay. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, based off the... Oh, yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, so based on the killer instinct, they don't have time to have time. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's just it, because half killer instinct, right, is survival. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, I mean, you know, if you really boil it down, it's survival. Okay. You know, how do you survive whatever's coming your way? Mm-hmm. And then how do you not only survive it, but almost attack it back? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is instinct. Okay. Okay, and, and so, so I'll give you an example. If you drop a lot of foreign people in different countries, mm-hmm. they're going to they're shine. And the reason why is because there's no plan B. Mm-hmm. You know, the instinct has to kick in. That, that, survival, that survival instinct has to kick in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, for instance, you'll hear a lot of Bahamians say about other Bahamians that they may not have the best work ethic. Mm-hmm. Okay, you won't hear me saying that. You'll hear other people saying that. Okay, that's a good eye save. <laughs> boy, that's a good boy, eye. he's doing a life, he's doing a life jacket. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because yeah. boy, the the CYC community is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, right? I know, right? CYC Twitter. It was gonna get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But uh, but um, but if you drop them down in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. They're half your business owners. Yeah, you know they built Coconut Grove. You know, the Black Bahamian National Anthem that is, that is for America was made by a Bahamian songwriter. You know, so literally, yeah. Okay. You know, every movie that you hear about a great time, 
the Bahamas. You know, comedians talk about the Bahamas where they say, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Monique. Mm-hmm. It, ladies, if you want if you want a good looking man that, that likes a little meat on your bones and you feel bad about the States, go to the Bahamas. They're going to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, Ludacris talks about how if you, you know, don't mess around the Bahamas, man, you got a serious crowd. And, yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy. I, I, Eddie Murphy was. Uh, it was it delirious? Yeah, yeah. 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 Dexter. Dexter yeah. Saint Jock. Right, 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 right. With the ninety-six you know, inch. That, that, that was Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Raw, yeah. And and then from there, uh, even even when it boils down to uh, some of your some of your physical talents, like Michael Sweetbell Thompson, mm-hmm. you know, or currently, you know. Um, Buddy healed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So you, the Bahamas, right? When you put someone from the Bahamas in a different country, they're going to shine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, uh, half of the students that used to be at Fisk University, right, mm-hmm. graduated with honors, mm-hmm. Bahamian. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a country that produces a lot of talent. We we, we got a historian on our hands here, mm-hmm. brother. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah. actually my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm more of a I'm more of a historian versus a debater. Okay. You know, so so I can't sometimes talk over somebody, mm. but I can hit them with a couple of facts to make them think. Okay. okay. And, and, and actual facts, not yeah. uh, alternative facts. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything everything I say, you can look it up and, mm. and you know, if I'm wrong, I admit that I'm wrong. Mm. You know, and but if I'm right, you know, let's just go from there. Okay. You know. Okay. All right. So let's back up a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about Big Rob Harris, or government named Robert Harris. Right, Robert Lee Harris Jr. Robert Lee Harris Jr. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let, let, let's start back from the beginning. Where are you from, So Who's your peoples? Okay. Where you come from? Not where you been? Where you, you been to school? You named after Robert E. Lee? Robert, well, I don't know. I was named oh. my father first. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, right, I was born in Columbus, Ohio, the mm-hmm. home of the Arnold Classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, in 1975. Uh, to two wonderful parents. Um, a uh, My father was a hospital administrator with a master's degree in hospital administration. Okay. Very great man. Mm-hmm. And uh, all my life, never had one argument with him. Mm. My mother. Y'all, y'all sure y'all black? Yeah, I know, man. You know, we, we're, the, we're that progressive black. Okay, cool. Right. You know, let's let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Don't get <laughs> wrong. Don't get wrong. I, I got plenty of spankings, man, but mm. he at least gave me the respect to tell me why I was getting spanked. Mm. You know, and. That is progressive. Yeah, and, you know, there's. He had a respect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I believe that, you know, when you respect somebody, you uh, you can you can talk to him with some sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Or and then also he's just a talented parent, you okay. know, and a talent, talented negotiator that I wish I had inherited more of it, more of that skill. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what he left me with was good enough. OK. And my mother is a Ph.D. in microbiology. Mm-hmm. My father passed, but my mother's still here. OK. And so is Dr. Granetta McKinstry. And she has a PhD in microbiology. Mm-hmm. You know, very rebellious woman. Uh, Marshall Martin Luther King. Okay. Uh, yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Anti everything. Civil, 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 civil rights warrior. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, I, I would be really freedom fighter. Uh, freedom fighter. fighter. Mm, <laughs> I, nice. I would. I would really be interested in hearing um, her perspective of what's, what, going, what's, of what's going on. Yeah, oh, definitely. Her perspective is very radical. So. Uh, I kind of like that already. <laughs> I'm with she seems like she got the killer yeah. instinct. They, they <laughs> yes, man. I'll go back to myself on that one. You know, <laughs> Kevin talked about her. That's a whole other subject. You know, good subject, but another subject. But yeah, no. So 
Uh, stayed there till I was five. Moved to Chicago. Stayed there till I was ten. Mm-hmm. Moved to Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Stayed there till I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Moved to Atlanta. Stayed there till I was eighteen. Moved to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Stayed there till I was twenty-four. Moved to Indianapolis. Stayed there till I was twenty-nine. Then moved here. Okay. You know, yeah. so before the Bahamas, I never lived anywhere more than five years of my whole life. Need to call and, a big Rob the Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah right. pretty no much. Moss, no moss. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, at first, right, you don't like it as a kid growing up, but mm-hmm. as you realize, as you get older, right, it's what sharpens you. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you like who you are today, you can't change your past mm-hmm. because your past is a combination of all that you are, and to become all that you can be. Mm-hmm. So from there. Been in this great country for about 16 years, mm-hmm. have my ups and downs, mm-hmm. but it has forced me to be a better person mm. because where some things you may have a lot of, other things you don't. Mm. And that's where the killer instinct comes in, mm. where, you know, you're going up against people that know the land, know the lay of the land, so you got to learn mm-hmm. and to learn quick. Mm-hmm. And because if not, you're quick in the dead and you're dead. What was the environment growing up? in the different places? Was it a, a urban environment? Was it... Like rural? Rural? Well, it was, a little, bit of, it was, it was a little bit of both, both. I was born in the ghetto. Uh-huh. In Columbus? In Columbus. Okay. And you, you said know. it until you were five, you said? Right. Right. Okay. I was five. Then moved to a, a Chicago suburb okay. mm-hmm. called Vernon Hills. Okay. Just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Which you know. Milwaukee is hood. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor a lot, white. A lot poor, of niggas don't know that. Yeah. yeah. Poor white, poor black, all yeah. hood. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, then from there. Do you wait? Do you remember that part growing up in sh- that that part of Chicago? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, th- but it was a suburb. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. All right. So okay. So after that, you were in Atlanta. In, uh, no. 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 I was in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Oh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. What happened was my mother remarried. Okay. And she married a real douchebag of a guy. And we moved to Oak Ridge, Tennessee. She don't, was don't hold back, Rob. That's how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. That's 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 probably my problem here. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's one of the things where I I try to be I try to be politically correct. Uh-huh. But if I don't really like a person, after about a minute, I'm you just can't gonna, fake it. No, yeah, man. Yeah, no. yeah, so I, Oak Ridge, Tennessee was oh. was rough or was it was racist. It oh, was okay. racist. Yeah, because you know, New Tennessee is the yeah, yeah, yeah. Found, founding land of Ku Klux Klan. Well, yeah. well, what happened is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, right, it was the home of the Y-12 plant where they, where they created the atomic bomb. Okay. And my mother had a contract uh, with a company that, that, that worked for Y-12, mm-hmm. you know, the place that made the atomic bomb. And growing up there between the age of 10 and 14, I met with a lot of racism, didn't understand a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But you see this chip in my tooth right here? Mm. Yeah. At the age of 13... Uh, two white kids held me down while the third one put a rifle in my mouth and pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, luckily it wasn't loaded. They but just scared you. Oh yeah, well, it it took fear away from it me. It was that just day. to scare you. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. They no. were trying to scare you. I, no, no, I, I, I think they thought it was loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what yeah. was the meaning of the altercation? Um, I was just riding bikes with them. They, 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 we were all riding bikes. They got me back to the guy's house, I'm to the kid's wow. house, mm-hmm. and then they held me down and pulled the trigger. Wow. You know, I was like, hey, you want to see something? Sure. Then they held me down, put the, put the rifle in my mouth, and pulled the trigger. How did that change you? Did that change? Was that day significant in yeah, your brain? It was very significant because mm-hmm. uh, I no longer feared anything. Oh, because you like, I, I, I look death in the face. It is so much look death in the face, just that, you know, what comes after that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, like think about it, right? Mm-hmm. If, if someone comes to you like with bare fist, mm-hmm. you know, even if they have a good skill set, chances are you're going to live. Mm-hmm. You know, but, mm-hmm. but if they're putting guns in your mouth, pulling the trigger, 
that kind of makes up that everything else after that mm. is, is is a little bit of a letdown, right? Okay. You know, I, I'm I'm interested to know what was the aftermath repercussions. Of that? What was the repercussions of that shit, man? You know, or were there any? No, there were no repercussions. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, he and White Man, White exactly. Man USA. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I don't know. well, you know, I was so I was so scared. And then you know that hopped on my, you know that then when I made it out of there, right, hopped on my bike, cried, dr- cried, riding my bike home. Uh-huh. Never told anybody, uh-huh. you know, until mm-hmm. like about until I was in my twenties. Wow. You know, because the fear just just jumps in you. You know. Did did, did you see those kids? Any time after that? No, never saw them again. Okay. Never saw them again. Never called the cops. In Tennessee, did you have a, a friend group, a family, like no, the no, age group? No. That makes a difference too. I think. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you have brothers or cousins or mm-hmm. a crew, at least. I'm, yeah. a, I'm an only child. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I've never really had crews like that. I've had like best friends, uh-huh. and I've had groups of people. But to say like you got a crew that can have your back when when it comes to a fight, yeah, mm-hmm. no. here and there, but not so much mm-hmm. because. Um, Although I love people, uh-huh. I get along well with people. I'm pretty much like a loner. A loner. I think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was telling yeah. you that the other day. I think yeah. most most people we have on this podcast, yeah, um, I think tend to be loners mm-hmm. um, to an extent. Well, you know, when you when you're when you're a methodical thinker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need your time. You need your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, like like think about it. Right, everyone is a loner when you're at a high level. You're right. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. because if you're not, you're at a low level. Or you if know. you're not, you're amongst the crowd. You right, know? right, right. Exactly. <laughs> you got to get above. Exactly. Yeah. Like the old saying goes, reach for the top because the bottom's already crowded. Mm-hmm. And so when you take on that mentality from from such a young age, you know, you realize, okay, your your peer group, your friend group will always change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, now you need people for everything because your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. However, when you, when you start talking about your personal individual time, mm-hmm. you're only going to have your kids, mm-hmm. your spouse or significant mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. And a handful of friends, like one or two. So at this point, I know you said there's a point you homeschooled. Were you in school at this point? Uh, yes, I was. I was in school when I got to Atlanta. Right, I went to I went to regular high school for a year uh-huh. and a month because uh-huh. by the first part of my sophomore year, I kept getting in trouble. Uh-huh. I kept fighting a lot. Uh, I kept getting suspended for uh-huh. you know all kinds of fighting. Uh, committing crimes where the police got involved mm-hmm. uh, even selling pornography in math class alright so <laughs> so uh, in, in in Tennessee though no no you were in this, school this, this I, I, I know Atlanta but we're yeah. still, I'm still at Tennessee you were yeah. in school at this time yes I was did you have did you know anybody oh no I, I mean I made I made I knew people uh, mm-hmm. but you didn't they weren't like you wouldn't consider them friend friends only like, one only one guy you okay. know and he was a white guy and then I went to his house a couple of times and never went back because his parents were racist. Okay. And um, so w- even when we hung out, we had to hang out at a park or at a field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So right after this incident, mm-hmm. did your perception of white people change? Were you an, a, a, did you have animosity towards them? Or were you just like, it was just those guys? Oh, no, it's just those guys. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't hold grudges. But I mean, know? at this age, at, 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 at this, this age, age, you're a different person. Right, can, right, can, right. Can, can, you, can you really say that because I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong I'm imagining this incident happened in Tennessee and then you moved to Atlanta right 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 would, would, could, would you say that a lot of the fact that you was getting in trouble probably uh, stemmed from that from that incident no Atlanta was racist too you know because 
I've always been this guy, right? Like, like you hear these stories about like Warren Buffett always wanted to work, things mm-hmm. like that from a young age. Mm-hmm. I've always been that guy that wanted to work from a young age. Mm-hmm. I always wanted money. Um, and, and I didn't mind working for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you wouldn't let me work, I'd steal it. Mm-hmm. You know, you had and, to have it somehow. One right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. My mother, right, for as sharp as she was book wise, mm-hmm. and even street smarts in, in certain 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 regards, mm-hmm. from a young man standpoint, mm-hmm. she wasn't the sharpest, and my father was just cheap. No, it's hard to yeah, raise yeah. A, for a woman to raise a man. I, I think extremely. Well, in, in this case, I, I caused her more grief in certain ways. Uh-huh. So, so she had to deal with other issues that I was bringing on, you know, because, uh, from having like, so, okay. So in the third grade, this goes back to Chicago, Mm -hmm. you know, I got kicked out the third grade, Mm -hmm. you know, for, well, I failed a third grade. Mm -hmm. So I, so I spent half the year living with my grandparents in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, so I went from being a kid that could fight a lot and and barely read Mm -hmm. to being a fat kid that could barely read. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you know qu- a quick question about that yeah. what, 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 which would you say was a better existence Probably. now you, you being a being the big boy yeah you got to eat mm-hmm. right well and there's enjoyment in that right 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 i enjoyed the fight part more mm-hmm. you know because you know i fought all the time and i was good at it mm-hmm. And then you get with your grandparents they don't even let you barely out the house mm-hmm. you know you had to hang with them and their old friends and, you know, my grandmother, God rest her soul, was a home economics teacher. Mm-hmm. So not only was she a great cook, she was a professional cook mm-hmm. and brought home stuff from, from, from class. Mm-hmm. My grandfather. Ah, so that's where, that's mm-hmm. where food yeah. comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, you know, my grandfather, great man, very hard man. Mm-hmm. You know, serious guy, but great man. Um, he was already retired by that point. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed with them for about half a year, then went back to Chicago and my mother says, you know, I'm going to get married. So we moved to Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And the guy she marries, right, was like this alpha of alpha males. Mm-hmm. He stood about six foot two, had a really cool car and a jerry curl. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that jerry curl bad. <laughs> but he was. Yeah, um, he, he clearly was a douchebag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly was a jerry curl. Clearly. Fuck. What year is this? Where is this? Huh? Where is this? Th- this is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. What year? Oh, back in. Late eighties, mid eighties. It'd have to be eighty six, eighty seven. Oh, he was douchebag. He was Eddie Murphy, right? What Prince with the book, with the with the with the with the booty out? No, all that, all that. <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming to America with the dude from country. <laughs> no, no, no. This before, so glow. But this is actually before coming to America. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. remember this era of Michael Jackson. Yeah, but this is that's that's the archetype though. Yeah, so glow oh, yeah, yeah. was was made yeah, up yeah. like a, it's like, yep, it's right. like a type yep. of black man that was yep. around the time. Yeah, yep. yeah, but but this is actually before both of you were born. Definitely. You know, you know, because because Lily, because I, I got really. I got I both of you guys by over ten years. That's cool. Yeah, but, but before yeah. before we was born. Now, hold yeah, on now. yeah, because let's see, this would be about eighty six. Mm-hmm. What year were you born? Eighty one. Oh, he was okay. a full grown uh, <laughs> eating not, sandwich out the fridge. I, I was, I, I was he already had the beard already. <laughs> I was, was, was teething up and baggy by this time. Sure. All right, all right, all right, cool. All right, I thought I thought you were in like your early thirties, but um, so I mean credit to you. But uh, so what happened was this guy, right? He was a he was a jock, like a master athlete. He would football, basketball. Mm-hmm. I was not. You know, you just I, came from your grandparents' place. Well, no, you, right, you, right. you were you were still I was still chubby. You still from chubby. My grandparents. Uh-huh. And uh, I was chubby for a couple of years after that. Was he know? was he hard on you? 
he wasn't hard, but he was a douche. So, so he, this is what he would do. He had, uh, he would say, "Look, I'm gonna pay you ten dollars a week. That's your allowance. Don't ask for anything more. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know. Plus, he buy me a whole bunch of toys. Uh-huh. He want to get close to my mom. Uh-huh. You know, bribe the kid. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay out my way, son. Right. When they <laughs> <laughs> so when they got married, right, and they started having rocky times. Uh-huh. He stopped buying toys. Uh-huh. Then after a while, he paid me once every two weeks. Uh-huh. Then after a while, he stopped paying me. And but you know, so and then you're like, well, what's up? He said, ask your mother. You know, uh-huh. so he just do dick stuff like that. And then we had a house and money and my mother's working at Abra Laboratories. Uh-huh. Great job. Moved with him and he and she was actually working for one of his buddies uh-huh. because he had a laboratory. As soon as soon as they, as soon as, they div- as soon as they separated, he had his buddy pull the job. So we so we were homeless. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we lived in a car for a minute and at a hotel. OK. And then when hotel money uh, was about to run out, we were going to be. Homeless, homeless. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she got a next job that like, we found an apartment. Mm-hmm. But we were like a little a week away. Yeah. And uh, day to day money. Yeah. That's yeah. different. That's a different, yeah. that's a right. different, different, yeah, different times. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Because because uh, there was no day to day money. It's like it's like you had a savings and that was that was dwindling. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. 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 At least. I mean, I, I know people who had or at least in my upbringing as well. Mm-hmm. There was a time where we were just like. You know, when you head above water mm-hmm. for that day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, so from there, uh, we got back on our feet a little bit. But my mother, that was the first motivational speech I'd ever given because mm-hmm. we lost our house. Mm-hmm. And my mother's sitting on steps and my mother never cries. Mm-hmm. You know, but this time she was actually like tearing up mm-hmm. with, like a, with like a tear rolling down saying, Robbie, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she says, and I looked at her and I said, Mom, I've never known you not to have a plan. So then she wipes her face and said, you're right. And then she says to me something. She says, you know, I never loved this guy. I said, really? She's like, yeah, never loved your father either. I said, really? She's like, yeah, I didn't know what real love was till I had you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, man, that was deep. And uh, that was deep. So from there, I've always been a motivational guy. That was that. Was, so you know, you know, like you have like landmark times. Mm-hmm. That's landmark moment to say I'm always gonna be that positive, motivational guy for people. Mm-hmm. That it was that right there. Okay. You know, the thing that made me want to, uh, made me fearless was that gun to the mouth. Mm-hmm. The thing that made it so that I never ever uh, refused challenges was was twice. Once. Back in high school, Usher challenged me to a singing contest. He wasn't famous, you know. But this back, so so I mean, He's fast, in Atlanta. Yeah, fast track to Atlanta. Cause okay. I know I'm bouncing all over the place. No, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. you saying on time. Yeah, so so fast track to Atlanta. I've been kicked out of school, mm-hmm. you know. So so sophomore year, uh, the first quarter, my mother pulled me out of school. Mm-hmm. I was kept getting suspended for everything. It was just tenth grade. Sophomore tenth, tenth grade. grade yeah. Tenth grade. Okay. And uh, so within six months, mm-hmm. she started teaching me at home. She took me from a third grade read level to a college level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a six pack within three months because mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. Started waking up at six a.m. doing 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 aerobics. You know that's on, that's why I don't mind waking up now. And uh, like on some 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 what's his name? Uh, uh, Simmons, Richard Simmons, shit? Richard Simmons, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Richard Simmons with with some calisthenics. Okay, okay. and uh, from there. Uh, just throughout the years grew. However, that was in my tr- that was in my troubles with the law started to really grasp. What really year grow. is this timeline? Uh, this would be like nineteen. 
1991. Mm, okay. okay. Usher's that old? Yeah, Usher is 36. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Usher should be 43 right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah because, because, because when he challenged me, he was a freshman and I was a senior. Mm. Okay. Okay, because what happened was I would still go up to my old high school and train in the gym. Okay. Okay, because okay, by the time I got my six-pack and got my chest, you know, I wanted to lift the weights, uh-huh. so I would sneak up into my old gym, mm. you know, my old high school gym, uh-huh. and because of my size, they just wanted me around. Uh-huh. But by the time I was like 15, no, let's see, 16, I had a great body. I had a really good body, but I was tiny, uh-huh. you know, so I weighed about 160, so I had like a big chest and you know, a big butt, but <laughs> but everything else was like, was like squats and squats and benches. Right, 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 right. I had to cut. I, I, I had decent sized arms too, and, uh, and a good back. You know, I mean, the frame was there, but 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 really stand. The, the meat was in the chest and the butt. right, right. But the meat was actually in the chest and the butt. You know, <laughs> probably because I was always walking my chest up, man. Uh, so it just I just dropped or something. Uh, and um, I had done like I had done like some uh, criminal activities. And the police came at, came to my house the day after my 16th birthday and arrested me. Wow. And uh, took me to juvenile hall or jail, whatever you want to call it down there. Yeah, that, that's, that's jail. Juvie yeah. in Atlanta. Juvie is jail. Yeah, Juvie, Juvie's jail. Juvie is jail. No, I mean, yeah, Juvie in Atlanta. You yeah, yeah, in Atlanta. You know, and what happened was my mother, and this, and this is when I told myself I was never going to shame my mother again. Mm-hmm. My mother, this great woman, this rebellious woman, hopped in front of the police and said, you can't take him. You know, stop, stop, stop. And she's in front of the police and won't let them take me. Put me in, they put me in handcuffs and try to take me out. And the guy finally said to her, look, ma'am, either your son goes to jail or you both go to jail. Get mm-hmm. out the way. And that was the time, like, I seen my mom cry. And I told myself never again. Mm-hmm. She, she, or at least she wasn't going to cry because of me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so I, I went off to jail. Good day, good day. This is the Killer Instinct Podcast. What is the Killer Instinct? Well, we can find out. We can find out what it is, how you get it, and if you don't have it, how the hell to get it. All right. All right. All right. I am your host, or one of your hosts. My name is Ruckus Man. You all know me. I am the creator of Codename Killer, uh, Codename, sorry, uh, Agents of Chaos, and co creator for Limitless with Lord Leonard. And I fully embrace all of my insanity. Y'all niggas need to do the same thing. All of we is fucking crazy, <laughs> but y'all, handle. you know what I mean? All of we is crazy, but you know, y'all just pretend. You don't pretend. Hashtag embrace it. Hashtag embrace the insanity, yes. And the voice you just heard is my esteemed co-host, brother. Say hi to the people for me. Omar al keeping it 100. That's right. We a buck. We in there like swim well. And a fat girl's dairy ale. There we go. We don't care. <laughs> Get it where you fit in. There you go. There you go. And our very special guest today is 
The esteemed. The esteemed. The great. The great. Big. The big. Robert Harris. Robert Harris. Say hi to the people for me. Hello, everybody. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. You know, I see that, you know, you guys gave me a great intro. You know, you left off a middle name, which is huge. You know, so. So uh, wonder why we don't like mine, you see. <laughs> so, so, so basically be big, huge, Rob. You know, but, you know, we'll let that go. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, but, uh, but uh, Al-Assad, how, how do we quantify that statement or do we even bother to qualify, quantify that statement? Which one? Sub like a man? That or, you know, Brother Rob says he's huge. That got nine on my yeah, business. Nine on my business. And, uh, you know, they carry you down there. They uh, strip you naked. Mm -hmm. You got to cough twice, squat down. Yeah. You know that they shower Camera you. Check, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's crazy because yeah. it, it, it's actually like the film. Mm -hmm. And uh, they put you in a room, right? That's literally about four feet by six feet, just enough to fit a bed. Mm -hmm. Can't really walk. Uh, and in the jails in Atlanta, are about the room is ten feet high. I mean, ten yeah. feet high. Mm -hmm. So you have a small window uh, at the top of the, um, of the jail. Of the wall, yeah. yeah, and. Uh, you have a small window at your door, but everything's metal. Mm -hmm. So, so then from there, you uh, you get let out for breakfast. Then you have like your little gym time. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing about gym time is, it's not a yard. It's actually inside a gym, mm -hmm. and the guards, right? You only have one or two, so fights broke out all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I right, so you, that was your rec. Yeah, 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 yeah. Recreation. So area. this was like. Cause this isn't like in in, in Illinois, they no. have like a right, okay. like, it's like an open for like juvie. It's more right. like open. You're, you're allowed out of yourself for a certain amount of time throughout the day, right. which is most of the day. Mm -hmm. and right. And you go in at certain times. Mm -hmm. Right. And and you know, and then you have like your counseling classes. Mm -hmm. You know, where where they say, okay, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like the reason I was there is because one of the guys that that I was dealing with. You know, to make sure that he didn't have to go, he turned me in. Testified uh -huh. against me right in court. You know? Was it a friend of yours? Or this is a great a snitch? Man, let me tell you, right? So this is the same bastard, right? That, uh, so he snitched on me in court. And this is after he let me get jumped at Lennox Mall. Wow. You know? Like, like, so, like, wait, wait, the jumping at Lennox Mall wasn't like... Uh, that, that was like, a different story. That's that like, a different story. Like, brother, mm -hmm. that's enough. I don't need to <laughs> call you. No, yeah. we're so good. We're so good. I, no, man. <laughs> oh. well, well, what happened was... Well, so I used to fight a lot, too. Uh -huh. All right, so let me so let me go from the time that, that, I, got, that, that, I, that I came out of school. Uh -huh. You know, or my mother pulled me out. Half the crimes that I was getting arrested for, I didn't actually, it didn't actually happen at school. Uh -huh. so, 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 a lot of the, so a lot of the petty thievery... Crimes didn't happen at school. They'd happen, you know, at like at like convenience stores or shoe stores. Mm. Sold a pair of shoes and you this was, guy you shoplifting or you was shoplifting. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 no, no gun or nothing. Right. And so what happened? Because I would, I would, I would steal the stuff and mm. then and then sell it on the streets yeah. for mm. money. Mm. And uh, so this guy, when we when we stole a pair of shoes, mm. you know, and I was selling them, you know, uh, he got caught, mm. but I made it out. Mm. So he testified against me in court. They said, do you know the guy that stole Sue's? Yes. Is he in his courtroom? Yes. Can you point to him? Yes. Point to me. So why were you in the court? Because basically he told the cops where I was. Mm -hmm. So Oh, so they brought you to... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so you're saying he was a witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, his yeah. trial. It was your trial. It was my trial. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. so, so then from there, you know, uh, 
my mother stands up in the court mm. and says, well, I can't pay for this. Mm. And the judge says, you know, ma'am, I don't want you to have to pay for it. I want him to work. <laughs> he should no, pay for they, it. Yeah. He should go. pay for it. Right. And, it was a good old time. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I looked at him. I said, thank you. That's all I want to do is work. Uh-huh. So next day, and my mother dropped her head because she, she was like, she was like from this old school thing where she said, Robbie, when you work, you got to work for the rest of your life. I was like, I don't mind that. Uh-huh. I love working. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my one competitive edge I have, my instinct, my killer instinct. But uh, so I got a job the next day at the same place where the guy used to work. You know, he, so, no, he no longer used to work there. But oh, at this time, you didn't go to Julie. No, not yet. OK. So what happened was cause I was like, I was like 15. Uh-huh. I worked that job. And from that job, right, she got half my paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, so every paycheck she got half my paycheck. When I worked the second job, mm-hmm. she, you know, the whole paycheck went to the bank for college. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what happened? The reason why I went to jail was uh, you have to do, you know, I got probation mm-hmm. from that trial, and and from and from probation I had to go to counseling downtown. Mm-hmm. Well, my uh, the officer that that you have to report to. Mm-hmm was a pedophile mm. and so he'd always be like hey you want to come over we can talk <laughs> got cookies in yeah there. right whatever Cook, cookies and juice and you're right 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 and sausages yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and then rob, rob is black so you can't necessarily lure with milk and cookies right but, but that grape drink god damn it yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> grape right. drink right. that purple stuff right 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 and what he was he was he was from he was from quebec canada mm. working in the states right mm. And so I always refused that. Mm. So he messed with my paperwork downtown. Mm-hmm. So I went to jail, not supposed to go into jail. Mm-hmm. It made it look like I didn't go to my counseling. counseling yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So he messed my paperwork d- deliberately. Wow. So, so they have to arrest me. Wow. And so, so I was in jail for a couple of weeks, you know, because my mother had just had it right. Mm-hmm. And she left town. Mm-hmm. And it was my grandmother from Alabama that said, please go back and get him. It's mm-hmm. a different grandma. It's not the one from Columbia. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay. The one from Alabama. Okay. okay. And so my mother came back, let my dad know I was in jail. Uh-huh. And uh, this, this is your biological father. Yeah, yeah, my okay. biological father. Uh-huh. By this time, she, she um, my my mother's second marriage only lasts for about a year. Okay. And um, so what happened was my uncle, who was a lawyer but never passed the bar, mm-hmm. you know, represented me. Mm-hmm. So the judge said, uh, "Is this is this is this a young man's attorney here?" He said, "Yes, Your Honor." You know, so my, my uncle said his name and said, is his, is his parent here? My mother says, yes, your honor. And then I heard in the background, his father's here too. I was like, shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I wanted to go back into jail, <laughs> you know, because my father was 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 a great guy, but he, he, he was quick to hit, mm-hmm. you know, because he's a former boxer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so basically, yeah, that's, that's the one you don't want to piss off, right? <laughs> and, and my father didn't cuss, mm-hmm. you know. So, but you knew you were going to get hit, mm-hmm. and so, and mind you, I deserved every one of them, if mm-hmm. not more. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, I got off. You know, they mm-hmm. they saw the paperwork was messed up. They saw what the guy had done. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were probably going to handle it their own little way, if at all. Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, in Atlanta, people slipped through the cracks. Because but, I, 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 if I, if I had to guess, he probably went on to star in a little TV show called Seventh Heaven. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, my father uh, went home with us 
Because my father actually driven 12 hours from Milwaukee, Wisconsin okay. to Atlanta. And yeah. that's when I knew. I was like, man, I'm going to get this. Mm. I got to, I said, go into the bathroom. Oh, man. So I went to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> came in. You get to work. <laughs> yeah. And I, I clenched my chest because he always hit me in my chest or my arm. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to get it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes, too. He said, open up your eyes. I was like, dang, this guy wants to see this one head on. <laughs> <laughs> and then he threw a condom on the counter. He said, look, this is for you. I said, Dad, you're not going to hit me? He's like, you look like you're scared enough. But if I have to come down here again, you're going to want to stay in jail. I said, yes, sir. Never got arrested after that. <laughs> you know, but, uh, and just, uh, that was another lesson. When, like, you know that you've, he was the type of guy that when you did wrong, he got you. Mm-hmm. But when you did right or he saw that you were wronged, he wouldn't do nothing to you. Mm-hmm. He just explained what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And that's what made him such the best down on earth, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't a good husband. You know, because well, he was a good husband, but he was a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. You know, that was mm-hmm. his flaw. Okay. You know, but uh, but everything else above reproach, mm-hmm. above reproach. I, I love him so much, right? I buried him here. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, wow, okay. Yeah, I was just at his grave uh, uh, last week, Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I like to sit there and talk. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was the only man that. When I told him something, I got the best of advice, mm-hmm. you know, that was almost timeless. Mm-hmm. It's never like he ever told me anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that's how I want to be with my kids. You know, I, want, I don't ever want to tell them anything wrong. So I try to almost have the, the wisdom of Solomon in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Think, you know? think, thinking back on mm-hmm. um, the memory of uh, Robert Sr. You're right. Would you say that he possessed the killer instinct? Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. One time right in the kitchen. I was like 14. I've been training, you know, didn't have the, you know, had a pretty decent body, but not the body of, of when I was like really sharp, sharp. Mm. Actually, I take that back. I take that back. By this time, I had the good body. So it must have been 15. Okay. I said, Dad, I'm ready to take you. He's like, you're not ready. I said, Dad, I'm ready to take you. So I put my hands up like this. Mm. He said, now, nah, no, you're not ready because I had this big old gap between my face. You know, <laughs> so he put his hands behind his back mm-hmm. and he goes, what? It taps me right here. Because if you tap right here in your temple, mm. you know, you have a blink effect. Yeah. And he said, and not, and not me straight down. So when he picked me up, I said, dad, how'd you do that? He said, son, I got, I got a couple things on you. I said, what? He said, number one, you have bad eyesight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I wore glasses at the time. Yeah. I, I've since had laser eye surgery. Um, and then you lack killer instinct. Mm. And I said, what's that? He said, you know, you're the type of guy that if you hit a guy and you knock him down, you'll let him get back up. Mm. Killer instinct means when you hit a guy, he can't get back yeah, up. No. Get back. Right, right, right. There's, there's no way he gets back up. And from that day, I learned killer instinct. Mm. You know, because for me, a, thing, a lot of things had to be defined. Mm-hmm. And where, where like a lot of guys, as soon as the father tells them something, they don't listen. They have to hear from someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was the guy that when my father told me something, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You All know. Right, so I mean, you answered a, a future question or a, okay. a question that we might have had, which are you born with the killer instinct or can you can you can develop you, it? Can you develop it? You know, and, I, I I think I think you're born with it, but sometimes it's almost like Highlander. You know, yeah, Highlander is yeah. uncovered. Right, 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 right. Highlander was immortal, but he had to die mm-hmm. to realize he was immortal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had killer instinct, but I had to realize what the definition of it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and that was the defining moment, you know, that defined me. You know, because since then I've gone on to many fights and, and hurt many people. 
you know, mm-hmm. and then where, where, what threw me off, right, was my father never wanted me to become a killer killer. You know, he wanted me to be a good guy, but a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And that, that hurts you a lot in business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even really with people too, because if, if I know someone doesn't know any better, mm-hmm. I'll work with them. But if I know they know better than they come at me, I'm, I'm very vicious. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy, his name is Fonz Cooper. Okay. He's a Bahamian guy. Mm-hmm. And he was going through a lawsuit with a guy that I had to go through a lawsuit with. And I told him some things. He told me some things. And the guy beat him in a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, the same guy that I had gone up against and won. And, uh, but to Fonz's credit, he took the blame. Mm. I said, why? He said, because I was, he said he was too nice with the guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy was a shark. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Rob, you can't be a dolphin swimming with sharks. You know, so you have to, if you know your opponent, right, you got to be that per- that person, mm-hmm. if not better. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and basically, I've always been that guy that was willing never to quit, mm-hmm. to keep on going. Mm-hmm. You know, it, to me, I'd rather die before I lose. Mm-hmm. You know, because... That that's so clear in backgammon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if, so... if, if it was, he'd have died. A <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, because because for me, right, it's it's all about breaking records. Mm. You know, the the first official CrossFit in the Bahamas is actually this one. Mm-hmm. You know, now Charles Johnson in Nassau, he had the first CrossFit box. Mm. But it it wasn't it wasn't registered, mm. you know. Then he, mm. then he yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you're right. Right, right, right. So, so, so he, he had it. Because what a lot of people don't know is CrossFit is an affiliation. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a sort of, I guess, training. Right, no, yeah, no, no. You don't. You, right, right. You don't actually create a, a CrossFit box and say no, it's CrossFit. Exactly. Yeah. You, you got you got to pay and for people, affiliate fee. People before who didn't have that the knowledge at the time just thought that's what it was. Oh, correct. CrossFit is a type of workout. Correct, yeah. correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. correct. Charles Johnson was like a was like a forerunner on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. You know, because Charles Johnson actually, I think he did the first boot camp. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. in, in in the Bahamas too. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was, it was called G Fit. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had a partnership with some people. And I said, "Why are you doing this this CrossFit thing?" And he said, "Because partnerships turn into partnership." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so so because he had worked for Zed Nest, mm-hmm. and now I saw I got a package. Mm-hmm. You know, started a boot camp, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from there, from the boot camp, he, he learned about CrossFit, started his CrossFit box called The Box. Mm-hmm. I saw it. And also, the first one was called The Box. It wasn't CrossFit Pot Cake. Or- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called okay. The Box because it, it wasn't an affiliate. It wasn't okay. certified. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. Okay. And then then uh, I and, and, and two of my friends, you know, one of my former friend at the time were talking and we were having beers. And uh, we were like, we should do a CrossFit gym and MMA. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, none of us knew about MMA, MMA in terms of like being certified. But I said, you know what? I, I am a certified, I'm a certified personal trainer. We'll just do the CrossFit until we can start an MMA gym. Mm. Mm. And we're like, great. And uh, but how do you beat your competition? It's by going further than them. Mm. Okay. And so. Charles actually had a CrossFit box. I was going to get a, a certified CrossFit affiliate. Mm-hmm. So I actually, unbeknownst to me, he was going through the process of getting that affiliate, but I beat him to the punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got the affiliate before him by a couple months. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, open up the crosser box. Mm. Cross it Island 242. Is that why you named it Island 242? So that you could be the one... No. It's, it's like almost technically you're making a CrossFit Bahamas. Yeah, yeah I got you. Hey, I yeah. got you. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you, right? Yeah. I've always, you know, I'm a profession trained salesman. Hmm. So in terms of what sells, I've always been able to do quite well. Okay. I am a bad marketer, though. Mm-hmm. You know? So what happens is marketing is creating an environment where sales can be made. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're constantly hyping it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A salesman asks for the money. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy. I've always been the sniper. I like to go for the money. So if you're a certified affiliate, when you're, you go on their website, when mm-hmm. people are traveling, they find you, they mm-hmm. find us. Mm-hmm. And then the next part is at the time, the Bahamas was like, you know, 80% travel from Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as we're learning now with this whole COVID thing mm-hmm. and, uh, that's about to fucking change. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so now what happened is, CrossFit was big was big in Florida, so we could get a lot of, a lot of Floridians down. Mm-hmm. They would do CrossFit, so I'd make money from the from from the affiliate name. Mm-hmm. I make I make I mean CrossFit had the CrossFit game, so it was mm-hmm. getting popular. And then also people don't realize it's the it's the largest movement in the world for fitness. There's mm-hmm. 12 million CrossFitters in the world. Mm-hmm. There's 11,000 CrossFit boxes across the world. Mm-hmm. There's 150,000 certified CrossFit instructors. Okay, I'm all three. Mm-hmm. So. That was another thing. I like to break records. Mm. Uh, I'm the first American to come out as a novice champion in the Grand Bahama Bodybuilding. Uh, in Grand Bahama Bodybuilding. Okay. okay. Uh, number first American to become a Mr. Bahamas. Okay. Uh, number one winner of most trophies in one show. Okay. And uh, the list goes on and on. Um, All right. So let's back up to when did you get into bodybuilding? Okay. Or Back up before that, you were already into fitness mm-hmm. by the time you left high school. Mm-hmm. Right. When did you decide to say, okay, fitness is something I'm going to take seriously? Like as a yeah. lifestyle or, yeah. you know, or even like a career or yeah, something. Yeah, career and fitness. You know, Omar 100, I got to give you your credit. You know how to keep, keep the timeline right. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean well, that's one thing I say about you, you know, besides your boxing skills. You know how to keep that timeline right. All right, because I will bounce around everywhere. <laughs> That's Omar 100 cent. That's right. That's right. He keep it 100% on point. All the time. You know, st- stick to the subject. That's right. Or get All punched right. in the face. That's right. And, and I've and I seen him hit the bag. I don't want one of them punches. All right. So so what happened was, okay, so back to back to high school. Uh, at the age 18, I go to the prestigious Fisk University. Uh-huh. Shout had, out to Fisk. Yep. You know, uh, st- had a great body there, worked out, had the... Actually, had the best body there. What it, was your What was your motivation for working out at this point? Was it just to look good, or was it you know uh, women? You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know I, I, I mean, that's 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 a damn good reason. Yeah, no, but but you know, as a kid, quite honestly, it wasn't actually women. It was actually I I played with He Man dolls. Mm. And, and G.I. Joe, they were action figures. They weren't even dolls. They were action figures. Yeah. Let me, let me, get, it, get it fucking right. Yeah, that's right. That's get it another right. Save, another save. Another save. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, they were action yeah. figures. They were action, action figures. figures. The only you know. male doll I know is Ken. Yeah. That's right. Fuck on. That's right. That's right. And even then, he had Barbie and all her friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Ken actually had, a bar- Ken actually had his own van. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Don't no, come and knock and if Ken is a rocking. Oh yeah. But um, I wanted to be that He-Man character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, by the time I finished high school, I was in college. In college, 
uh, just having a great body and then picking up women. From college, though, right? I graduated summa cum laude, I'm no magic cum laude in art. There you and, go. Yeah, and I wanted to be a Disney animator. Mm. Okay. And Disney turned me down. Mm. After Disney turned me down, right, I was crushed. So I went back to school for graphic arts. Mm. And when I went back to school for graphic arts, I decided to go interview for jobs in graphic arts. Mm. And I ran across a guy that used to work for Disney. Mm. So, and he was a Disney animator. But I don't know if you know much about Nashville, but Nashville is a printer's town. So, yeah. so if you're into graphics, right, at the time, that was the place you wanted to be mm. because you had Music Row. So all the artists would need graphics. Mm. So therefore, you, you need a printer. But uh, but being there, right, and being for these interviews, it was my second and final defining moment on why I don't quit. Mm. The guy looked at my art portfolio and I said, you know, Disney said my work isn't crisp enough. He's like, your work is perfect. I said, really? Well, why did they say it wasn't it wasn't crisp enough? He said, Disney turns down everyone four times before they give you a job. And you have to wait six months before you can reapply because mm-hmm. they want to see how, how you've changed. Because if you're a quitter and you quit on one of their projects, right, they lose millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. They want to see how resilient you are. Your work is good. You just didn't stick with it. I have another hypothesis. Okay. Because you was a nigga. <laughs> well, no. Walt Disney actually went, 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 went bankrupt four times. That's why. You know, so. so was it because of niggas? He was racist. He was racist. He was racist, but by the time he was dead, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure the spirit lived on. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe in a castle, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's what happened. And so the Usher situation, when Usher challenged a singing contest back in high school mm. and I turned him down because mm. I didn't know who he was. And the, the graphic arts thing, you know, with Disney, it made us where everything else from there on out, I never quit. Mm. If if I was going to start, I was going to follow through and finish it. Okay. And it just has served me well mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Unfortunately, when, you know, if a ship is sinking, that same mentality will make you drown. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, guess I did want to ask that because yeah. there were, I think, a lot of persons that hear terms like, you know, killer instinct, not, not, being, not being a quitter, mm-hmm. um, things like that. They don't get the opposite side of it. You got to know when to fight. When right. to have the killer instinct, when right. not to yeah, have the killer like instinct. Like you said, if you're in a sinking ship and you're like, oh, I'm not I'm not quitting, I'm not quitting, I'm going to be the first right. one to be dead in the right. ship. Exactly. Right, right. But you see, if you have killer instinct, like, you remember when I said you have you have stars and you have breakout stars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I've been a breakout star, I've been able to predict that. Mm. You know, I, I've seen it right on the wall quick. And, you know, because I've been, I've been, I've failed a lot too, mm-hmm. you know, and I've learned from the failures. But you don't want to have some so many losses to where when you do fi- when you do finally make it, you're too old to enjoy it. Mm. You know, so you have to know you have to, you have to be sharp, mm. learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. So you you almost have to go into the millionaire habit, mm. you know, which is which is uh, like a routine. Mm. Remember, your success is in your routine. Mm. You know, so there's a couple things that I go by. You know, uh, number one, a wise man knows when he does not know and seeks to find the answer. That's what my mother taught me a long mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, your success is in your routine. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, so like, so like, if you have a daily habit and you're consistent with it, mm-hmm. that will determine if you're successful or not because it's what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, success leaves clues and, and so does failure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, see what's what. 
And then um, this one has just evolved over the years, mm -hmm. you know, because I've been rich and I've been poor and now I'm trying to make it back. Um, make sure that you never go into anything that you don't have a good understanding or working knowledge of. Mm -hmm. Cause I can say I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. cash money. We're not talking credit. We're talking real money mm -hmm. just because I didn't understand who I was doing business with mm -hmm. and what I was signing mm -hmm. and the long-term effects. Mm -hmm. So from here on out, I mean, um, so, so far the last couple of years, I've been, I've been steadily growing mm -hmm. only because I don't do anything until I master it, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like, you know, putting money forth, dealing with people I've had in the last three years, I've had four different offers mm -hmm. for, for someone to partner up with me, not buy the gym, but partner up with me. Mm -hmm. And, and what they're offering, right. I could have taken that money and run, mm -hmm. but morally I, I, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But then the next part is, if you take the money, they're going to want it back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they didn't have a working knowledge of, of, of what the business was. Mm -hmm. So if I was some type of thief, which there are some around, trust me on that one, um, <laughs> I, I'd have taken it from them. Mm -hmm. Instead, you know, these are people I see, I see today. One of them was just working out earlier, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, I try to have a good moral standing and, and a good understanding of how people in business works. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't go anywhere. I'm, I'm sorry. That's why I don't. That's why I, that's what I'm saying. Successfully excludes and so does failure. Mm. Learn, read. Um, and then the next part. And this is the final part. Because I, I don't want to like dominate the conversation too much. It's, it's about you. It is? <laughs> you on the show. We're interviewing Big Rob oh, Harris. Oh, stop that. Okay. <laughs> All right. You see? Successfully excludes and so does failure. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um. But then the next part is this right here then. Um, be willing. I used to have this barber, right? Mm -hmm. and, he, and, and this is. Be, this, be, be willing to go to the barber? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget how to lose. Mm. Don't forget how to lose because when you forget how to lose, you've also have made it, made it to where if you don't win, you die. Okay. Mm. And and I give you an example of that. Mm. And there, I used to have this barber. His name was. Was Jody okay? Write a marvelous cuts. Oh, all right, I didn't. You know, you know Jody? I, I I know. Yes, Marvelous I know Jody. Yes, yeah. Marvin. yeah, 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 yeah. Jody's the one in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, so let me let me get Jody's last name because give him a shout out. Just tell him look for Jody jo the barber, no, no, the one in the back. Jody, Jody, Jody Butler. Jody, Jody okay. is Jody Butler. All right. Okay, and this dude gives a great cut. Mm -hmm. You know. And this dude gives good advice. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And so I, I got I got three barbers. And uh, so with Jody one time, right? I said, Harry, you a Harry Moore. <laughs> <laughs> three barbers. Well, you know, you, you know what happened? God damn it. You know, there was a period of time, right, that I was bald and mm -hmm. I made some products that grew my hair back. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was I was I was with Jody until I went bald. Then I grew my hair back and was with Jody again. But then Jody, Jody left the barbershop mm -hmm. at, at one point in time. So I got a next barber who was Shan. And with Shan, Shan would come by the gym and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but you pay a little extra for that. Mm -hmm. You know, then, but I didn't mind because she was worth every penny. Then Dorian hit, then she left town. Mm -hmm. Then she came back, but by that time I had a next barber named Dion. So, that, so I got Dion and Shan. Okay. So for my clients, right, I'll send them Shan. Or, or, or I want that really kind of, you know, you feeling good. You need to be feeling like, like, 
like you walk on water, I call Shan. Mm-hmm. You know, we need that good cut, but mm-hmm. you but you're in a rush. You call Dion. Okay. You know, both are excellent. You know, mm-hmm. both. You know, it's just it's just what your time demands. All right. Shout out to Sean and Dion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened is uh, with Jody, I'm up in a chair. I said, Jody, there's this one trainer, man, and this guy, man, he's starting to get a lot of clients because I'm real competitive. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, did this guy has many clients as you. I said, like, nah, but I can see that the talent is there and he's picking up speed. And he said, you know what your problem is, Rob? I said, what? He said, you forgot to lose. You forgot how to lose. I said, what do you mean? He said, there's this guy that came by the barbershop. He used to play cards. And he was always beating everybody. One day I figured out how he beat everybody. So I started beating him. Before long, right, he couldn't take it. And he, and he stopped playing. And he stopped coming to the barbershop. Mm-hmm. He forgot how to lose. He couldn't take losing to where he couldn't. It, he was paralyzed. He couldn't move forward. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm down and I don't want to give up, but I know this is a part of life, I think, don't forget how to lose. Mm-hmm. This can turn around, mm-hmm. but don't forget how to lose. Take your lumps, take your bumps, but don't forget how to lose. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take a loss and be paralyzed to grow or learn from it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I took from Jody. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I always tell people don't forget how to lose. Mm-hmm. And then if it's like I have a saying for almost every situation because I've been around and done so much. And then as a personal trainer and coach, you interact with so many different people that have so many different problems mm-hmm. that when they do break down and talk to you, you got to be like that person that can give them the right advice. And to my credit, knock on wood, I think over, I think I've trained over 3000 people mm-hmm. probably maybe giving bad advice three or four times. You know, where I could say, you know what, this this was the wrong thing to say. Mm. Yeah. So I'm proud of that one. This is the Killer Instinct Podcast. What is the Killer Instinct? Well, we can find out. We can find out what it is, how you get it, and if you don't have it, how the hell to get it. All right. All right. All right. I am your host, or one of your hosts. My name is Ruckus Man. You all know me. I am the creator of Codename Killer, uh, Codename, sorry, uh, Agents of Chaos, and co-creator for Limitless with Lord Leonard. And I fully embrace all of my insanity. Y'all niggas need to do the same thing. All of we is fucking crazy, <laughs> but y'all, Amanda. you know what I mean? All of we is crazy, but you know, y'all just pretend. You don't yeah. pretend. Hashtag embrace it. Hashtag embrace the insanity, yes. And the voice you just heard is my esteemed co-host, brother. Say hi to the people for me. Omar Lasai, keeping it 100. That's right. We a buck. We in there. Like swim well. And a fat girl's derriere. There we go. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Get it where you fit in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And our very special guest today is... The esteemed. The esteemed. The great. The great. Big. The big. 
Robert Harris. Robert Harris. Say hi to the people for me. Hello, everybody. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. You know, I see that, you know, you guys gave me a great intro. You know, you left off my middle name, which is huge. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> we don't like mine, you see. <laughs> so, so, so basically be big, huge, Rob, you know, but, you know, we'll let that go. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, but but Al Assad, how do, how do we quantify that statement, or do we even bother to qualify, quantify that statement? Which one, sub like That or you know, brother Rob says he's huge. That got nine on my yeah, business. Yeah, that's not my business. All right, so all right, we're gonna put you in the hot seat right now. All right, we're gonna answer a couple questions. Um, Was it rapid fire? Yeah, rapid fire. Rapid like, fire yeah. We call it hot seat. Okay. Taking stuff from other shows and doing uh, it. Hot seat. Hot, hot seat. seat. <laughs> hot seat. <laughs> I took that from an old uh, Bruce Lee movie, Rapid Fire. Okay. Yeah. You know, his son. <laughs> um, well, we're going to ask you some questions. Maybe if you can answer them in about two minutes. Sure. All mm. right. So what do you feel is the difference in... Let's, let's first talk about cultural differences in the U.S. and the Bahamas for you. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, you got you got to be, you got to be tactful, <laughs> you know, because because I'll the, have a fight. The, C, the CYC community, yeah, the CYC community is real. That's right, that's right, that's right. Although although I have a fighter's background, I I don't I don't put myself in the same class as you two gentlemen. <laughs> All right, um, Bahamian people, from what I see, culture, 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 the culture, are more loving, are more oh, loving wow. people. Okay. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you see, when you're unemployed in the Bahamas, you can say it, you can reach out to the next person and say, "Hey, give me some food, or come give me some work, or hook me up with somebody." Mm-hmm. In the states, you don't have it. You don't have it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's number one. Uh, number two, the morals here. You might hear about sweethearting, or like cheating. Mm-hmm. They do that everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's no biggie. It's just more accepted here in terms of like a knowing. Not not a, not more accepting in terms of it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just people just know people are gonna do sometimes what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much the limit. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna see people killing people, you know, for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Not that there's much reasons to kill someone. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a couple, but not enough to say. And um, but just people here on the whole are just more in the family. Mm-hmm. More, you know, I'll, now this is what I will say about the Bahamian culture right off the bat. They treat their mothers better. Mm. I became a better son by being here. Mm. Okay. 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 I became a better father. <sighs> no, I was still going to be a good father because of my dad. But I became a better son to my mother because of being here. Mm. Okay. You know, because we grew up with like your mama jokes. Mm. I almost said that one time. A guy put me aside and said, you do that again, they'll kill you. You know, like yeah. real talk. Yeah, that's, that, that's real talk. Yeah, the I've worst, seen the yeah. worst insult you can say is your mom. Your mom. Yeah, I was about to say. I was just about to say. <laughs> I've seen guys, you f this and you mother this and da da da. Your ma. And then the guy start to fight. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, he called you everything but a child of God. But when as soon as he says your ma is on. All right, what's All right, next? next? Yeah. What's the difference in entrepreneurship here and in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Here you here it doesn't take much to be an entrepreneur except for good work ethic. Mm. Okay. It's easier to do it here. Mm. People don't realize that because they're surrounded by people of the same caliber. Mm. So it feel so so if everyone's the same, if you move up a little bit, you feel like you've done something. Mm. But it also feels a little harder. When you do something in the states, 
that is of such an intricate and high level to where if you pull it off, it's like a Houdini. It's, it's mm. like a magic trick. Mm. Um, I, I always want to be a bodybuilder in the States and never ventured out to it because the bodybuilders were huge mm. and looked so so far off, so nebulous. Mm. I went here. The guy on stage looked really good. His name was Andrew Sweeting. Mm. The guy looked huge. He came off stage and took a picture with the crowd. I was bigger than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. And that was what inspired me to get into bodybuilding. Mm. You know, because in the, in the States, it just seems so far-fetched. But here, everything's attainable. Mm-hmm. People don't realize this is the greatest country on earth because you can be anything you want to be on earth. Mm-hmm. This is a breeding ground for excellence. Unfortunately, most people come and never share how excellent it is. Mm. You know, sometimes you have to know how great you are by someone telling you. Mm. They have to show you. Um, if, you know, ruckus, if, if everyone's a black belt and then you're like, well, I'm just a black belt. And you go to the States and everyone's like white belts and yellow belts. Or someone from the States says, you're a black belt? I say, yeah. Man, people here only make it, a th- make it only the green belt or red belt. Mm. You know what I mean? You, you, you. Sometimes people have to show you how, how, how fortunate or how great you are here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's just it. I've seen, I've been all over the world. I've never seen someone with the best work ethic of a Bahamian person once they own their own business, not when they're working for you. Ah, okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Was, that, that, was a, like that. that was very clear and yeah, concise. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that was yeah. that. That's thank fast. you for making that yeah. distinction. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've seen Bahamian guys. There's a guy... Even from, even from this last hurricane. Mm. And this is when I realized I might, I might be getting a little bit of that Bahamian mentality. Mm. Uh, he offered me some work to do mm. construction because I'm actually a certified contractor. Mm. And I said, okay, well, you know, I knew the gym was about to open up, so I wasn't really into it like that. Mm. He's like, look, I'm going to pay you a couple of dollars. You just got to go on the roof and, and help out. Mm. I got to go on the roof? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm a contractor. Mm. Well, yeah, you just help do this part right here. Mm. I said, man, I can't. And, 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 and plus my car was down too so that was my, that was, that was my legitimate excuse <laughs> but I wasn't really going toward it like that mm-hmm. you know because if it wasn't for me I didn't I didn't want to really do it yeah mm-hmm. I understand yeah, you know okay. what I mean um, do you feel that uh, like you said when Bahamians work for you I would say like like painters mm-hmm. you see this a lot with painters mm-hmm. right you put a painter on a job and, you, and you're paying him right he's going to take forever to paint yeah but when you have a guy who's working for himself you paint a house in a day. What? <laughs> you paint a house in a day because you're trying to move on to the next thing. Yep. Well, well, I would add to that. Mm. You, whenever you do, because you know, as a contractor, I have had to do the work now. Mm. Um, give a person a task. Mm. Don't don't say you get paid by the hour. Mm. Get say you're you pay, paid by, by the, job. the job. Exactly. Right. You know, because once you're paid by the job, your goal is to knock it out quickly. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that shirt? Don't rush me. I get paid by the hour. Mm. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what you want to do. And that's another thing. Once you once you start learning all these different businesses, mm. you realize where the flaws are and how not to get got. Mm. You know, I know how to buy equipment for cheap and sell it for high or rent it out. Mm. I know, you know, and I had a rental car company. I failed with that. Mm. But that's because I didn't know how to fix cars. I had everything right, lined up, right yeah, cars too. When they break down, you're done. Right. Well, when they break down, if you don't have if you don't know how to fix it yourself. Mm. See, mechanics, right? That's the one business that you need to have insurance for. Almost forgetting being a doctor, a mechanic. Mm-hmm. If you're a good mechanic, right, you, you eat for a lifetime mm-hmm. because there's always someone that's going to need their car fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's considered dirty work. And so you don't have a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you're a mechanic, good Lord, you can almost 
It's not that you can't charge your you, you can't charge your price, but you can have more business than you can handle. Yeah, you know that that I've seen, and that's the one business that. You know, from from doing a gym, I was able to become a contractor because I was able I got to learn construction. Um, I was able to be a gym owner from being a personal trainer. I was able to be a bodybuilder from being a personal trainer, but I was never able to be, become a mechanic from doing rental cars. Yeah. All right. What's the best part of being an entrepreneur? Freedom. It's eighty-five percent of the world does a job they do not like. Ten mm-hmm. percent of those people. That, that do like their job, you know, are entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, so it's only like 5% that work for someone else that do like what they do. Mm. But 10% of the world does a job that they, that, that they like and they're entrepreneurs. Mm. It's freedom. You, you know, and then there's also pride of ownership. Mm. I'm willing to sweep this floor, mop it multiple times a day. I couldn't do that for someone else. Or, or, or remember this right here, and this is in sales. It's better to have two, t- it's better to have Ten twos and two tens. Mm-hmm. What that means, right, is if you got two jobs, right, if one of them fires you, you got one job left. Mm-hmm. Don't even let it be your full-time job firing you and you're stuck with a part-time job. But when you're an entrepreneur, right, you'll have 10 clients. Mm-hmm. If you lose two, you still got eight more left. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where the freedom comes. You know, so it's better to have 10 twos and two tens. Mm-hmm. So as an entrepreneur, right, you have the ability to, not, to have an unlimited revenue stream if you play that right mm-hmm. and you study your craft. Mm-hmm. Anyone that knows more about your craft, right, is showing you you're not the best at it. Okay? Mm-hmm. You gotta know everything. And I'm not everything in terms of knowing 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 how it works. It's it's how it works for you. Mm-hmm. The business side of it. Okay. You know, so so if you so if you sell spray bottles, right, you can tell me that's plastic, how how to how, the reaction time of the spray, that's fine. How do you sell it? Mm-hmm. How do you market it? How do you account for the money coming in? And then how do you recreate the process so it's not a fluke? You know, remember, when you work for a salary, you make a living. But when you work for a profit, you, you, you know, you... You yourself? Yeah, well, no, 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 I, I said that wrong, okay? So when you when you work a regular job, you're in a living. Mm. But, but when you work a business, you make a profit, mm. okay? And that profit is what makes you rich, Okay. okay? So you got to work for a profit if you want to be rich. Mm-hmm. All right, next. Um, what is the worst part of being an entrepreneur? Um, the reality that if you don't work, you don't eat. That's where this whole COVID thing come, comes into play. Mm. You know, unless you have like your passive incomes coming in. And mind you, I got one or two, but it's not it's not the level of what I of what I want. Mm-hmm. I like excess. I don't like getting by. Mm. You know, and then COVID unfortunately affects some of your passive income. Mm-hmm. So there's so say for instance, you have a rental property. Mm-hmm. If people can't pay the rent, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's not one business right now that I can think of that has can, that has money coming in no matter what that's Grocery unaffected by, by, by COVID. Shit. Huh? Grocery store? Yeah, but if the people don't have... Okay, so yeah, grocery stores made making money. They, they made more money than they've ever made before. Right, right, right. Hand, hand, three three four, especially three especially three between three. the day and the March. Shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, you see, here's the thing, right? I train a woman that owns a grocery store, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I'm not gonna say the name, but this is her right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I was, I was by the grocery store today. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what happens: everyone's buying, but they're not buying premium stuff. Mm. So sales are being made, but the quality of item 
and the cost of item has gone down. Mm. So, so what you're doing right is, yeah, you're still making sales, but at what level? You know, if if I'm selling CrossFit or I'm selling personal training, one sells for $300 a month, mm -hmm. next one sells for $75. Mm -hmm. So if I make one personal training sale versus three CrossFit sales, the three CrossFit sales would be 150. Mm -hmm. The one personal training sales is 300. Mm -hmm. So I'm still making more sales with CrossFit, mm -hmm. but the but the level of, of attention that people are paying for is less. Yeah, but it, all right, it goes like into, when you talk about like drug economics, right? Uh-huh. Okay, um, cocaine and marijuana? Nah. Okay. No, 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 um, we, we talking like, like, yeah, legal drug shit. Econom drug economics, right? Um, when you're saying it's a lot easier and better or faster for a person to sell 10 dime bags, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Than it is to try and sell $100 bags. Right. right or ounces. Right. Right? Because right. you can sell 10 dime bags all day. Yeah. Right. Right? right, right. And you can make all the money off of that. Oddly right? enough, I learned how to do that in jail. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. You know, you know, we, we, yeah, but when I was in jail, right, I never sold drugs, mm. right. But in jail, I learned how to how to when I got out, I could actually get into the business. Oh. You know, because I had a buddy that, that tried to get me into the business before I ever went to jail, mm. so I learned how to taste it and cut it. Okay. You know, you I mean, just never sold it. You mean crack or coke? Uh, cocaine. Cocaine. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. I said dime bags. I mean marijuana. Oh, marijuana. Okay, well, I've, I've never smoked that. So, <laughs> so, um, so you can sell dime bags all day, mm -hmm. but you're not gonna sell ounce all day, mm -hmm. right? You're not gonna. So you're mm -hmm. making more money because you're moving product faster, mm -hmm. right? right? So in terms of a grocery store, I still think they're making more money because they're moving product fast. Well, you know that's called you know in sales it's called the fast fast nickel or the slow dime. Mm. You know, it has to be a beer and wine salesman. And uh, but that's that's fine because they're going off a of volume. It's like almost like a Walmart effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then but then here's the thing, right? When it dries up again, mm. you know, because because again, it's what well, it cycles for, for for the grocery store. COVID has been the best thing that's happened to at least for cost right in Solomon's. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, you know, and and let me give a shout out to Taylor Food Stores as well. Yeah. Okay. You know, but uh, and and uh, some of the others, mm. but. Uh, it's a great thing, but it's temporary. Mm -hmm. It's temporary. You know, you know, everything everything's a cycle in life, highs and lows. Mm -hmm. You know, so so you have to get what they're getting is good. Why do you, when do you feel like the way because mm -hmm. the way they have like a monopoly, well, the way it's running now, when do you feel there would be a break? Like they would have to say, Okay, it's bad times for us. Well, I I get try try shed some light on some light on that. Um when the beginning of the pandemic happened, mm -hmm. we saw people lose their minds, grocery stores out to the street, Definitely. out to the street light, yep. you know, mm -hmm. wrap round Solomon's, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, at that point, things are not, not enough time has passed. Mm -hmm. So persons had the disposable income to do that. Mm -hmm. And remember, we just came out of Doran, so people shouldn't even have that much income. Exa exactly. But... Now you we just came out of Dorian. Mm -hmm. We had the first initial lockdown with the pandemic when the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. Now a few months has passed, mm -hmm. where persons have had to slowly eat away of what they've been earning. Mm -hmm. Some persons have so gone think back. They're gonna to, feel it now coming up. It's not gonna be as. I wonder where the people getting the money from. Exactly right. So so for a lot of us, like myself included, we haven't gotten one red penny from national insurance. Mm -hmm. So if that money is not there mm. what are you going to the shop with mm -hmm. definitely so mm -hmm. and the thing about it is 
National insurance, right, or, mm. or these insurances, they haven't worked. They've only worked once ever in history. Mm. You know, and that was that was when Hitler was elected. Mm-hmm. You know, Hitler actually created unemployment. Okay. okay. And what happened was when when he was elected, the Jews owned everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, he tried to kick the Jews out and then it got violent. But that's another story. Hmm. Um, but what happened was the Germans had no money. So what he said is, look, I will give you two thirds of your salary, no matter what you do. You could be a doctor, be a lawyer, dentist, whatever. Everyone agreed. Everyone was like, yay. But then he turns around and says, now you're an employee of the state. Mm-hmm. So you had to go to work. Mm-hmm. So he had everyone doing manual labor. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just being given to them. They had to work for that. Mm-hmm. And so, but that was an incentive to hop off of it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, but through that labor, right? That's why you, you had the Autobahn one and two, mm-hmm. the world's largest and first superhighway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with national insurance though, the, the problem is, they mismanage the money, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Because if people are paying out into it, then the money should be there. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize that with these, these are now funds mm-hmm. that they have to invest mm-hmm. in, in, in other things that are more profitable. Because whenever, whenever people pay into like a fund, mm-hmm. they, the fund then, you have what's called a fund manager. That manager then takes part of that income, if not all that income or, 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 or savings, mm-hmm. And they invest in other things that can almost double the money or, or have it grow larger, mm-hmm. so it's more profitable. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of a lot of like banks or funds go broke mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going to be the surefire thing. Mm-hmm. And that that possibly could have happened with national insurance, mm-hmm. or it could have been people collecting on it that just didn't deserve to have it because they never paid I, into I, it. I think it's a combination of things, right? That include what you just mentioned, right? But then the but then the government also has a bad business model. Mm-hmm. It relies off of taxes. Yes. If it was more like China, where they had a couple of businesses that directly pay into the government coffers, mm-hmm. then they, then it'd be more financially sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next part, the government has a lot of issues, but one of them was I don't think they have a really good team of people that know how to make money, mm-hmm. because you got to have a money making team, because mm-hmm. government is, is 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 part business, part heart. And if you don't have a revenue stream coming in, mm-hmm. how, can you do, how, can you, how can you deploy it to the people? Mm-hmm. It's just like this VAT. Well, Ronald Reagan said it best. You can never tax a country out of debt. Mm-hmm. It just falls further into debt. Dead, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so with the VAT, you charge VAT, but now you have to create a VAT office and mm-hmm. create more, more, more employees. Exactly. Yeah. So, 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 right, right, right. So what happened, right, is the tax money that you pay in VAT goes to pay the people that count the VAT. Mm-hmm. Well, you could just eliminate all that, right? And just have programs for entrepreneurship because really, if the government really wanted to get out of debt or make it to where it was the best country on earth mm-hmm. from a certain standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, now to me, it's, it's the least of all the evils in terms of countries. Mm-hmm. Have, an, have an entrepreneurial program in the school system where you learn international business. Mm-hmm. Because when money circulates... In, in its own economy, right? It's like going from your right pocket to your left pocket. Mm. But we have money coming in. That's what fills all the pockets. Exactly. Mm. Okay? So this is when you have the whole aragonite argument. Mm. Now, with aragonite... Not just aragonite. You could say overall resources. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, because we sell sand to Florida, things like that. Yeah. And and, and limestone rock. And we mm. you have tons of re- other resources that we allow people to come in the country and take from yeah. Right. Mm. 
The, the, the problem with that right there is people, are, they're not taking it. The government doesn't have resources to, to know that craft to, to profit from it. Not mm-hmm. even. So say fishing, for example. Right. We allow private boats to come in here and mm-hmm. fish as much as they want and mm-hmm. take as much as they want back without charging them a dime. And this is a very profitable industry. In the mm-hmm. U.S., you have to actually get... Um, a fisheries license. Yeah, yeah a fisheries license. Yeah. Exactly. So, But here you don't. You can come here with your boat. You can own a restaurant. They don't have a Department of Fisheries here? They, they do, do, but, but it's, it's not... That... that, that, uh, that a private that, boat now, not not that, commercial fishing. No. Yeah. Private boat. I don't okay. Know okay. 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 I can take okay. as much fish okay. as I want. Yeah. Know? Okay. Cool. I was about to say because you have seasons here. That's why the waters are so. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have you have, you have seasons yeah. here, but even those ones like you see a dude with a thousand group on his boat. Mm-hmm. I you know I have yet to see that, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Mm. I know I know this right here with this with this glorious country, the potential is unlimited, and I think that. With one or two more people that have a real good voice, mm-hmm. you could do so much more. You know, like this is the only government, and and and, th- and think I think Jim and we were talking about this the other day. It's the only government where where the where the leader has 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 uh, unbound power. Mm-hmm. Like 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 leader has no opposition. If he said he wants you out of the country tomorrow, you got to go. That's mm-hmm. right. You know that's that's you had the whole Penland bender break thing. <laughs> Penland said these people look I want to have equality in Freeport uh, you have two options either you can bend or you can break mm-hmm. and then Freeport was open up to black people <laughs> so you know uh, so uh, Ingram told the people uh, either you pay the employees or we shut the hotel down mm-hmm. they said we're not going to pay the employees shut that mm-hmm. son of a bitch down, down. Yeah. Exactly. yeah so so uh, with Menace just now he said that he consulted with a whole bunch of counsel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't. I mean, did. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That being said, Grandma Hama is shutting down for two weeks. Yeah. And so when you have that type of power, which is un- which is like which is unlike any other country in the world, mm-hmm. which makes this a great country if it's the right leader. And I and I believe he's a good leader. Any other capitalist country? Any other, socialist yeah. countries do it all the time. Right, right. right. Yeah. Any other capitalist country. Yeah. Why not have someone like uh, Warren Buffett come in here and look at the economy? Mm. Right. Why, why not have a consultant that their job is is a think tank to where they create revenue streams? You're right. Mm. Why not have you know uh, an oil company that actually is government owned? I think that is the smartest thing you've ever done. Not, 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 uh, well, thank you, thank you. If thank I could give you. you a trophy or something. <laughs> I have, I have, I, at the back I gave you a trophy, there. yeah, but yeah. I mean, you haven't won it, but <laughs> if, I could, if I could give you a trophy for something, that's probably the smartest thing ever that, come out of your mouth. We, we, we know. It, you it, can thank people now. Just, yeah, yeah. just do your Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's the only thing where it all depends on the environment. You know, I got I got, I got, I got one or two pearls <laughs> of wisdom. But, 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 this, this is the right environment to here, share. Here's my question to that. Yeah. How are we sure that that's not happened, but they just decided not to take the advice? Here's why I gave that example. Very true, because this, this has happened before. Over, over the pandemic, I met a gentleman whose name was Dennis. He mm-hmm. was responsible for the water mm-hmm. on Grand Bahama, especially after Dorian. Mm-hmm. And he, came, he went to all of the officials and he said to them, look, instead of renting these machines, which is going to cost you double in a year's time, buy the machine. We can train you and your people how to use it. You will save money and you'll have water. I can tell you why that is. That's a kickback. You know, 
different, you know, contractors do that with companies all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens is you get a guy that, that gets a contract with, with a company, mm -hmm. a corporate contract. Mm -hmm. um, everything seems to be on up and up. And then behind closed doors, right? There's a hey, thanks for the for the help here, and you get a little kickback. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah, that's right. what that's mm -hmm. what happens because right. you know because and and in government that happens all the time. Like think about it, right? There, there's a certain reason why you have to have a certain amount of financial wealth before you become a leader of a country. Mm -hmm. Is to make sure so that you don't have corruption. Because if you go in there go in there poor, then you're gonna make decisions based off of you need the money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of politicians go into politics because they need the money and they need the connections. Mm -hmm. That's why half the politicians go in there making 30000 if they're lucky, mm -hmm. and, they, and they come out multimillionaires. Yeah. It's not just because they see the deals before before you see it. Mm -hmm. It's because of kickbacks. Mm -hmm. And you may have a, a more transparent uh, government with the current one that we have, but there are still some people getting getting money mm -hmm. and and that's the reality it's kind of like what's the less of thieves there's only one place in the world where like you won't find government corruption that's singapore oh i thought he's gonna say the cemetery <laughs> no 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 no, no. It, you know you know singapore right used to be one of the most corrupt countries in the world mm -hmm. China. You're, no singapore I'm saying, what about china? no they, no china has become corrupt yeah, that's in the corruption. They, they, they do, but China, who they feel like it. Ah, okay, okay. China, you know, China, China is actually one of the worst countries in the world to have to be an entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because because what the government does is they is they'll say, well, look, we'll do business patents with you. We'll, we'll give you loans, mm -hmm. but you have to share with them, every, you of know, all, all of your all of your intellectual property. Mm -hmm. You know, because whenever you have an idea, it's called intellectual property, and mm -hmm. that's how you make your money. So through intellectual property. You have no rights anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like going to business with a Goldman Sachs. If they don't like you or it just is or or it's not that complicated, they take your business and make it government owned. Mm -hmm. And then the government government takes revenue stream from it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the Bahamas is to take part of that playbook mm -hmm. where people can present ideas. You can partner with the government legally. Mm -hmm. And then if they like it. But the Bahamas has been doing the Goldman Sachs to people for a little while. For quite, well, well, for quite some yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's at a different level. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, like, 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 if you steal for food or you steal for fun, stealing, stealing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, all crimes are bad, but not, but, but, but some carry more weight than others. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times you have to look at what's the weight of it. You know, what's the far reaching uh, aspects of it? How far reaching is it? Which is the legal term. Mm -hmm. So in this case, right, I think that. If that guy, Dennis, mm -hmm. you know, he is correct. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know who's getting the kickback. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know if the leader at the top is even finding out who Dennis is. The, the, the problem with red tape and the problem with, with government is you have buffers, mm -hmm. you know, doorkeepers. If, if I'm in here and I don't want to and I said, look, only send important people back to me. Well, now you're a gatekeeper. You're the person that determines who's important, who's not, mm -hmm. and people can bribe you to become important. Mm -hmm. So now they have had to get past certain gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. So with Dennis, Dennis doesn't know who the gatekeeper is to get to Menace for Menace to say, "Okay, this is approved." But I mean, I, I don't want to give too much of the conversation, but according to him, he did speak with the prime minister. Okay. So, I mean, do with that information as you will. Well, I know this right here. A lot of politicians only know what they know. Mm. You, if you don't know a man, you call him mister. Mm -hmm. You only respect things that you know about. Yeah. And he who feels it knows it. Mm -hmm. So 
if Dennis says, I want you to come down here and drink this water. Mm-hmm. If Mrs. drinks water and then spit it out, he's like, Ugh. he now knows this is bad water. Mm-hmm. And then if Dennis says, look, come come work with me for a day and try this machine out. And if Menace knows, he tries it out and feels like, oh, man, this is easy to do. He realizes, okay, now this is a viable thing. Mm-hmm. But if you just tell Menace, hey, you know, this right here will save you a bunch of money. He may he may know you're right, but he may not have the wherewithal or the energy to say, okay, let's let's move forward with it. Mm-hmm. Or, or or who does he appoint to to to, to finish it? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, there's I don't really blame a lot of leaders at times mm-hmm. because I've been at the top and I've been at the bottom too. It's if you surround yourself with good, honest people, mm-hmm. and that and the way you and the way you do that is by surrounding yourself with mirror images of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 the last thing that 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 Confucius said before you sent off into the woods. Mm-hmm. Confucius was a real man, you, and he's a Chinese philosopher. And in trying to get the last job in his life, because he's in his late later years and knew if he didn't get this job, he'd die. Mm-hmm. Goes to the kingdom, and he says, "I want this job." The king says, "Well, I love all your qualifications. If you answer this question properly, I will hire you." He's like, "Great, what is it?" He says, how do I find good, strong, honest, trustworthy people? Confucius thought about it for a moment, looked at him and said, you must, be, you must be good, strong, honest, and trustworthy yourself. Mm. Because we attract mirror images of ourselves. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's why when it comes to finances, you make within $10,000 of your five closest friends annually. Whenever you get married or, or date, the woman that you choose is probably pretty similar to the five closest friends that you have mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth mm-hmm. because it's, it's the proximity of things mm-hmm. and we attract mirror images of ourselves. This is the Killer Instinct Podcast. What is the Killer Instinct? Well, we can find out. We can find out what it is, how you get it, and if you don't have it, how the hell to get it. All right. All right. All right. I am your host, or one of your hosts. My name is Ruckus Man. You all know me. I am the creator of Codename Killer, uh, Codename, sorry, uh, Agents of Chaos, and co-creator for Limitless with Lord Leonard. And I fully embrace all of my insanity. Y'all niggas need to do the same thing. All of we is fucking crazy, <laughs> but y'all, handle. you know what I mean? All of we is crazy, but you know, y'all just pretend. You don't pretend. Hashtag embrace it. Hashtag embrace the insanity, yes. And the voice you just heard is my esteemed co-host, brother. Say hi to the people for me. Omar Lassai, keeping it 100. That's right. We a buck. We in there like swimwear. And a fat girl's derriere. There we go. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Get it where you fit in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And our very special guest today is... The esteemed. The esteemed. The great. The great. 
Dig. The big. Robert Harris. Robert Harris. Say hi to the people for me. Hello, everybody. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. You know, I see that, you know, you guys gave me a great intro. You know, you left off my middle name, which is huge. You know, so uh, <laughs> it, we don't like mine, you see. <laughs> so, so, so basically, be big, huge, Rob, you know, but you know, we'll let that go. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, but uh, but uh, Al Assad, how, how do we quantify that statement, or do we even bother to qualify quantify that statement? Which one, sub like mine? That or you know, brother Rob says he's huge. I got nine on my nah, business. Okay, another question. I you know a little more harder questions. You being American, um, Trump or Biden? Biden. Biden? Why is that? Mm. Give me a quick uh, analysis. Do you think that's the best candidate that was presented to you? <laughs> uh, I, I I think the best candidate would have been. Don't say Kanye West. Do not say Kanye West. Yeah, say that. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably say The Rock. God damn. Let's be serious. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy a while, um, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? Bill Clinton. Hmm. Bill, I, I would say Bill Clinton. He wasn't presented to you. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. With, with Joe Biden. In, in the current. In the current in the current atmosphere, for the upcoming election, for who was who were who were who were candidates, mm-hmm. who was who was. Do you feel that Biden was the best opponent for Trump, or do you feel those two would uh, are the best leaders that you had to choose from that group of people that were there? I think they're the best opponent. I, mean, I think he's the best opponent for Trump mm. okay. because he goes against everything Trump stands for. So I think y- they sleep in the same bed. But. I mean, well, I mean, that's... I mean, there's just two yeah. wings of the same bird. Yeah, all right. right. So you don't think Bernie would have been... Bernie Sanders, right, is a socialist to me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but America looks at that as completely wrong. I think that's propaganda that was given mm. wrongly, just like Vietnam War propaganda, yeah. Yeah. just well, like Cuba well, propaganda. Mm. Okay. I feel that the socialist propaganda has been wrongly portrayed. Be- there was a bodybuilder one time, Andrea Munzer. Mm-hmm. Right, and he had a wicked stomach cancer, mm-hmm. and he went to the emergency room, and all the medical care was free because they couldn't see directly like a like an open wound. Mm-hmm. He had to wait, mm-hmm. and he died. He died right in the lobby. Okay, wow. okay, and that's socialism. Yes, you know, so it's it's trying to make things equal, but then when the emergencies happen, you can't be equal. You need you need to be special, mm-hmm. and that's what killed him. And that's what I think kills a lot of Bernie Sanders arguments mm. as well. Bernie Sanders doesn't strike me great financially as well. Mm. Trump. Wait, so yeah. you, do, do, you, do you assume good leadership with good finance? I assume part of leadership with good finance. One of the best, one of the best presidents financially, right, was, was a guy named Jimmy Carter. All right, mm-hmm. Jimmy okay, Carter, yeah. yeah. And I actually met Jimmy Carter before okay. on the plane. Well... You say he's one of the best, but he's known in history as one of the most insignificant presidents. One of the more insignificant presidents. He's actually one of the presidents that that's known as one of the worst presidents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to put yeah, it like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the worst because he did he did the Cuban thing where the wet foot dry, dry foot rule. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was under that was under Jimmy Carter. Okay, mm-hmm. you see, he was a he was a humanitarian, mm-hmm. but he was also a very sharp businessman mm-hmm. that balanced the economy. 
and and, and built it up. Mm-hmm. His father was an un, his father ha, had pretty much destroyed their peanut farm business, mm-hmm. and he actually revived it and made it wildly profitable. Used those profits to actually run for an election. Mm-hmm. Said and he ran an election. Look, I'm a DC outsider. That's mm-hmm. the first I ever heard that. He said, "Look, I'm not from this place, but with the turmoil that you have, it looks like you need someone that's not from this place mm-hmm. to bring something new and something special." So, what with the wet foot, dry foot, made it? You said the wet foot, dry foot was yeah because his presidency is bad. Yeah, because it's how it turned out mm-hmm. initially. Oh, you mean with all the with all the, the criminals. criminals coming? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because he said to Castro, "Give me your poor, your weak, your hungry, mm-hmm. your dis, your, your disenchanted." So what, so what Castro did was said, you know what, I'm going to give you some disenchanted people. And you want some Cubans, I give you Cubans. That's right, exactly what he right, did. Right, right, so, right. He released, he now, released all the prisoners. Exactly. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem I have, okay. right? Mm. When the U.S. invades all these places or these, or these first world countries invade all these places, Correct. they don't send their best. So you can't tell me you want to take mine, but you want to take mm-hmm. my best. You wanted, you wanted Cubans? Mm-hmm. I gave, gave you, you Cubans. Cubans. That's right. This being a first world country, rehabilitate them. Right, right, right. Well... You see, that's just like that's just like this COVID disease. Mm-hmm. You're 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 getting something that you're unequipped with, mm-hmm. okay? And now you're having to deal with it and try and work with it, because when you had the Cuban, when you can we got the prisoners, mm-hmm. they had to survive. So then you had a Cuban crime wave. Yes, mm-hmm. from the crime, they took that money. And they were invested in into cocaine, possibly. Uh, now, no mind now, you, I don't okay. want to. I don't like group everybody. Uh-huh. You know there were some there, there were some honest working people too, but mm-hmm. it's like what was it, like eighty percent? Yeah, but you got to look at the you got to look at why everything the the why the why the why okay so the why did why did they need a wet foot dry foot because they had a blockade on Cuba correct mm-hmm. right right why did they have a blockade on Cuba because the United States right helped finance a lawyer mm-hmm. you know to become a a uh, a um, a guerrilla. Mm-hmm. You know, or or, or, or a military man. Mm-hmm. His name was his name was uh, Castro. Yeah, Fidel. Yeah, Fidel Castro. Uh-huh. And what happened was when when they helped finance Castro to, to take over the government mm-hmm. or, or, or over the past dictator, Castro Batista. Took, Batista. Batista yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. He he took over, mm-hmm. and then he gave a speech. He said, "Look, y'all have one week to get out of, of Cuba, mm-hmm. Americans, because Americans funded Fidel to mm-hmm. take care of Cuban people, mm-hmm. not Americans." I think they I think they funded him because they had they had they had potential interest. They had well, exactly. They yeah. they had interest. Yeah. Right? But you funded this man to take care of his people. I feel that the reason I think is a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Right? So you create wet foot dry foot policy because you have a blockade on a country because of their their way of governing their own country. Now, who am I to say that way is wrong? I also believe this is part of U.S. propaganda, just like Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I went to school in the U.S., so I was I was made to believe that the Viet Cong were bad, mm-hmm. that Ho Chi Minh was a, was some evil tyrant, yeah. and 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 so forth. So on, with same thing with Fidel, same thing with Muammar Gaddafi, Gaddafi. same thing with Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Now these people probably did have some atrocities going on, but they're in a time of war. Right. Just as in any time of war. Everybody has atrocities. Mm. Well, you know, history is written by the victors. Exactly. There so, you go. There you go. Yeah, so, you on so, a roll, man. Hey, hey, man. You're, rub- <laughs> you're rubbing off on me. You're rubbing <laughs> off on me. And, and, and although history is written by victors, there, 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 there are some common strands. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone wants to win. Mm-hmm. And you know this from your fighting background. The only way to win is to go further than the next person is willing to go. Mm-hmm. Okay? Either in effort or in deception. Mm-hmm. 
And so when it comes to Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. who was a very good man, he wasn't politically savvy in terms of how to deal with the whole Castro situation. Okay. And that's what that's what that's what scarred him. Mm-hmm. And that's what overshadowed all of his other attributes. Okay. And but back to your other original question, who would I choose in our current landscape? I'd probably say Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Hillary Clinton. Because when Bill Clinton took over, I mean, uh, left office, mm-hmm. there, is, there is an excess of money. Yes. Okay. And, and then, then George Bush. That's when America was America. Right. That's right. When was, right. That's right. when it was great. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what happened was um, Bush started cutting taxes. Mm-hmm. So when he cut taxes, right, you didn't have to pay as much. But you're still paying out the same. Mm-hmm. So you're losing money, but slowly but surely, mm-hmm. to where now it became debt ridden. Mm-hmm. With that debt, you know, how did you get in debt? Well, let's start a war. Because mm-hmm. war supposedly could get you out of debt. But but when but when they started the war to get out of debt, who did they contract? Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Where we has financial ties to. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. this this is all a money grab, but a more crafty money grab than the current money grab by Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where I like Clinton, because that money grab would be an excess. Do you, do you feel that Trump is an ideal leader for the U.S.? In theory, he would have been. Why? Why in theory? Because okay. you got it. You got it. You got a got a successful billionaire uh-huh. um, that and, and people say people say, oh, man, he's this business run out of business. That business run out of business. People don't realize most of your millionaires and billionaires fail more times you can count. No, count definitely, down. but yeah, I don't definitely. think him being a billionaire has anything to do with him being a, a leader fi- uh, politically. I don't think that well, that, 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 that would have uh, you know, because, trickled down into him. Because if he had had... See, he's come off... All right, so before Trump was president, I was Trump everything. I had, I had watched a TV show about the books, mm-hmm. even had a Trump tie. Still got yeah. Trump tie. Mm-hmm. I meant to burn it, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Excuse me. He's what you want a president to be. Tough, strong, knowledgeable, charming. Um, Racist? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, and sharp in business yeah, to, yeah. To, make the, to make the company, um, make the country grow. Mm-hmm. And he's had so many different businesses. There's, there's multiple sectors of business that, he, that he's well-versed on. Yes. Okay? That's in theory. Mm-hmm. In reality is, is, okay, he's come off as a racist. Which in I don't think he's I don't think he's a racist. I think he's playing to his base that mm-hmm. is racist. Mm-hmm. So once again, he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. He's putting business of, of standing in office before business of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, sorry, not to cut you off too much. Yeah. You don't believe he has race, racist tendencies? At least I mean he I mean he's done some things. Well, that's almost like saying you got homosexual tendencies when you, t- when you say another man is ugly. No, but he hired Steve O'Bannon as his first consultant, and that's a well-known racist. Well, he appealed to David Duke purposely. I, like I say, I understand you're saying he's appealing to his base, right? But right. Like you said, you're 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 average of your friends of your circle. And right. Your circle seemed to be a lot of racists. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but if you notice, he keeps cycling that circle. You yeah, know? for other yeah. racists. Right, right, right. <laughs> but well, I mean, I mean, I mean, the cy- uh, the so the the circle and the cycle, right? Keeps keeps rotating, rotating. Mm. The people that support him happen to be racist, mm. but what he's looking for is not a racist. He's looking for a Trump supporter. 
You okay, see, you and see, they, they they tend to be racist. Correct. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Because because I mean, think about it, right? If 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 every client that comes in here was Chinese, mm-hmm. you know, I say, look, I want someone that 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 loves CrossFit. If that'd be Chinese, right? I'm not looking for Chinese people. I'm looking for CrossFit supporters. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the, you have to appeal to Chinese people because CrossFit supporters tend to be Chinese. There you go. Right now, here's the here's the issue. What about the comments that he said out of his mouth? He was just appealing to his. I mean, the racist comments. Okay, such I'm, as. I, and I'm not a Trump supporter. Okay, or, okay, yeah. I know. Uh, some so, uh, Mexicans are rapists and, and killers. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I, when he I, refers I, hold on, hold to on. Americans mm-hmm. by their maybe their descendancy. So he would say. Instead of this judge, like there was a judge he had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Instead of him being, uh, me- uh, 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 not even a Mexican American, American, mm-hmm. he's a Mexican. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna let Mexicans off. Yeah. But he's not a Mexican. He's an American. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So so assuming them by I guess just their physical parents. Mm-hmm. That's like calling a black person African. You can, you're not gonna call him African. You can call him African American, but mm-hmm. he specifically says those things or the Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, shithole countries. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much. You know, when I see things like that, right? That reminds me of a story about a little boy in a red wagon, and I'll make it quick so 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 you can see the point. Mm-hmm. There was once this king that said, "No one can steal anything from from my from my land," mm-hmm. and I give it one month. Anyone who can steal out of this kingdom and pass my three guards. The best guards in all the land, I'll give them a I'll give them a chest of gold. Mm-hmm. Cool, perfect. You got one month. First time, right? A lady tries to bring a, a chicken out, hides underneath her, her skirt. First guard catches her. Bark, 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 bark. Here's here's the chicken. Catches the chicken. Second person, right, uh, is trying to steal a watch, right, and, and it's in her jacket. Make it past the first guard, but they didn't make it past the second guard. Then the third guard sees this little boy. Carrying a, carrying a red wagon full of dirt, and they searched through the dirt, didn't find anything, so they let the boy out out the out the castle. So next day, the three guards catch everyone stealing something. This time, the little boy has a red wagon full of rocks. They searched the rocks, didn't find anything. Mm. So this goes on for about a month. At the end of the month, right, the king says, no one gets his chest of gold because no one has stolen from the castle. Except the little boy. Yeah, yeah. My bad, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. listening yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. So what happens is the little boy says, I have. And the guards laugh and everyone laughs. It's like, no, you haven't. He's like, yeah, let me show you. So he walks, he walks the king and the whole kingdom out, out of the castle to a, to a barn. And he opens up the barn and guess what he see? Rocks, dirt. And no. What? See red wagons. Red, red, red wagon. The red wagon. Yes. Yes. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that and that is the key to a magic trick. That is the key to Trump's politics. It is called misdirection. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you show misdirection, right, you think you're you think you're looking at one thing, but he's really doing another. Mm-hmm. So okay? instead of saying instead of being a racist, he was actually doing what? He 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 supporting himself. He's getting financially rich. Mar Largo has never seen sales this high. True. Plus, plus he raised the plus he raised the membership fee. You know, but he, he still doesn't get past the racist comments. Because in time, right? You may remember him as a racist. He's a businessman. He's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah, re- we're not. We're not talking about. It. We're talking about him being a racist. Exactly. He's a good but, businessman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's a racist. But he doesn't care. He's it, not a racist. All right, all right. If you see, I can say all kind of racist stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I really believe it. 
Yeah, but if you say it, you're racist. You know, hold on, fine then. I may appear as a racist. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm a racist? You are. No, it doesn't. Racist, because you, you actively has have done racist things, so that makes you a racist. Okay, I've said racist things. All right, so it's like saying I may steal sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not a thief, but I steal. The act of stealing makes you a thief. Exactly. The act of saying racist things makes you racist. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see, I would I would differ with that still, you know, because at the end of the day, he's looking at something different. He's giving you misdirection again. Now, this guy has dealt with so many black people and he's been in business so long. Mm-hmm. All his friends are shocked whenever whenever he says stuff like this. Because they've said flat out. This what, guy, what, what, you mean black friends? Well, I mean, he's had... He friends? What friends? Black friends he have? Well, black friends, I don't know. You know, uh, I know on The Apprentice, he was pretty chummy with a lot of people. I'm also <laughs> kicked out the building. They said he got a chance. Come on, man. And the guys are racist, uh, but fine, fine. Right. I understand. I understand. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah, it's yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. I could be racist in business. Yeah. The the funny thing is, you can be racist to every other ethnicity except Jews. Mm. If he says something anti-Semitic, he gets shut done. down right, it's away, done. right away. It's done. And the fact that I said that, I'll be looked at as anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. But it's true, and no matter how true it is, you know. Now you know who I. You know who I. Hold on. Is Bloomberg still in the race? No, no, no. Okay, see, you would have voted for Bloomberg. Yes, uh-huh. Michael Bloomberg. I would have voted for him. Why? Because he's Jewish? Huh? No, Your no. Pete Buttigieg, he's Jewish. Huh? If you're what? <laughs> Your Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. He's Jewish. I mean, he's also openly gay. Yeah, yeah, but he's, yeah. He's an army yeah. vet. He, yeah, he, yeah. No, 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 no. Now in my cup of tea, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I because. It's not that it's not a guy. It's not because he's Jewish or army record or because he's gay or whatever. He's not my cup of tea. With with um, Bloomberg, uh-huh. he is a sharp businessman. He seemed like the right candidate. Mm-hmm. Right. He's worth over $50 billion personally. But why does this money make such a difference? Because, for because you have to know how the economy goes to grow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're still... In, when, when Obama gave Trump the economy... Mm-hmm. They were in the. They were. They were doing very well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trump has economy now. Now we've. They've had COVID and stuff. He hasn't really done anything. He. He's all of his successes, which really came from the Obama administration. He's taking credit for, mm-hmm. right? He's got rid of Obamacare, which have heard more. Heard more of his voters than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said he's going to bring coal mining back. That right. hasn't. He said he's going to build a wall. Do you know that not one mile of the wall continuously has been built? Okay. And that was the biggest promise. Okay. So, I mean, him with this economy thing hasn't really done much. Well, you see, because he's in it for the wrong reason. You say he's going to, he was supposed to bring the economy back. No, 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 no. It's misdirection again. Trump is richer now than ever before. Probably, yes. This is, this is the thing. It's just like Putin. Putin is one of the richest men in the world. Okay. He has $200 billion stashed, but he can't get to it by some type of legal paperwork. Okay, mm-hmm. that is how these guys go. This guy is not in it to make America great. He's in it to make America. He's in it to make make, make America right, yeah. making so America can make him richer. All right. So mm-hmm. you think Bloomberg would have been the answer to that? Yeah. Okay. Because he's already so rich, and I see what he did with what he did with New York. He's already rich, and what? So you felt he wasn't going to be corrupt? Well, no, I don't, I don't oh, think he'd okay, be corrupt okay. like that. Because that's uh, what people felt about Trump. But I mean, well, Trump, 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 Trump is a 
a, a sometimey billionaire. Mm. You see, if Trump paid taxes, he wouldn't be a billionaire. Right. No, I'm serious. Yeah, right. No, that, that's real talk. Yeah, yeah, real right, talk. Right. yeah, because his assets alone are about $3 billion. Okay. But what happens is through the taxes, through, through, and remember, Trump has a lot of employees. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Trump Corporation. It, it makes it where he technically takes home $100 million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But if you didn't have to pay the, but if you don't pay the taxes, that keeps him in a billionaire status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's why he avoids the taxes. Yeah. But he's done it legally. It's not illegal how he's done it because he keeps certain properties to take a, take a loss. Oh. All right, so that's why that's why uh, that's why his son-in-law, uh, Kush, um, yeah. Kushner, Kushner, yeah, uh, David Kushner does not pay taxes. Oh. You know because his family's in real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you see one thing with Trump, right? Trump's all about if you do for me, I'm gonna do for you. Mm. You remember you remember the the New Jersey uh, guy that supported him, the the heavy set gentleman. Um, Not um, a, oh yeah, um, um, the one he, he he gave him like a he didn't give him all the food when he invited him. Yeah, to eat. yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah stop, I, last name start with C. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Yeah. yeah. So this guy is a heavyset um, um, mayor of New Jersey. Cortez? No, 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 no. He's he's uh he's an Italian guy. He's yeah. He, I thought he was white, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing. Yeah. You know, so so basically, he's an Italian guy, and. He bent over backwards for Trump. Once Trump got elected, he did. He threw him. He to threw him to yeah. Th- yeah. yeah, you know why he did that? Why? Because he was a he was a former prosecutor, mm. and he put Jared Kushner's father in jail. Oh wow! That's oh, why. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so this thing runs deep. Trump is all about if you were with me, you with me. If you're not with me, dog eat your lunch. Okay. Trump is a shark, shark. Mm. Okay, because you have great whites and then you have that megalodon. Uh-huh. He's, he's still that megalodon. Uh-huh. He's the old guard. Uh-huh. He don't care what color you are. You going to make me some money? Yeah. You going to be loyal? Yeah. Let's go. That's it. And he is the quintessential. That's a big word for today, y'all. Quintessential. 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 No, no. Quintessential. Quintessential. Okay, you were saying quint. It's quint. Quintessential. Oh, well, never mind. So, wow. Uh, sorry. I, I, I actually finished school, Rob. Thank you. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow. Yeah, Dre. I know you did. You, <sighs> did. you did great at it. Okay. Let me just get a pat on the back now. Yeah. So, that's the third save for the day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out here with bodyguard. Um, but, um, uh, say, say the word again. He's the quintessential. Oh, you looked it up, huh? Quintessential. I thought, I thought it was. <laughs> I, I thought it was me too. I thought it was well, what the fuck? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now, I know there's a T in there. I just pulled the Conan O'Brien. No, you did. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, but but let me but let me, but let me pull one on you, okay? So although it's spelled Quint Essential, mm. just like it spells the T Salmon. The T is silent. Hold on, hold on. Are you is sure? It's just like it's just like it's just like Salmon. Mm-hmm. It's actually pronounced salmon, even though there is an L. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so, are you sure about this? You you want to go down this path? Or would you like to turn around now? I'm going to go down this path. All right. Uh, so, the pronunciation of quintessential would be quint e centel, right? K W I T R S E N E L. Then I shall stand and correct it. All right. It's okay. All right. It's okay. It's a All right. And, and you see, as a man, you can apologize. Mm. If you notice. There you go. There you go. We're, Con- we're Conan O'Brien. 
messed up was no. he caught he caught the the, the lady was wrong. She yeah. stood and apologized. Yeah, she didn't apologize. Yeah. It, it was brutal. Bro. I love yeah. it. <laughs> you know, snuck and sneak. sneak yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, you must know Snuck was never sneaked in the room. I was yeah. like, what the hell is she talking about? But all right, sorry about that. Yeah. All right, so you said, all right, that's the, the all right, so last question. Mm, okay. We have a little bit of time left. Big Rob talking to little Big Rob. What, 20 year difference? Yeah, so Big Rob today somehow gets in his like Avengers time machine yeah. and goes back 20, 15, 20, 25 years and meets your younger self. Right. What, what do, do you, you tell? Say, hey, to your mom, younger sit self. Sit down here, son. I got something to tell you, brother. Wow, that's deep. That's a good one. You're not going to be as handsome as you are now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Of course. There you go. <laughs> if I could tell my son anything and he actually listened to follow through. No, 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 son, no, 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 no. You. You. Oh, tell myself? Yes. Yeah. Younger oh, you. Oh, sorry. Rob has a son named Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Who's named that? He's named yeah, after yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a son named Robert Harris III. All right. So, uh, sorry. Yeah. So, not to confuse. For you to talk to yourself back then. Yes. What age? Uh, 10, 15 years. You want to say the 15-year-old Rob or the Rob before the trouble? Before the trouble. Rob before the trouble. So let, let's say 15, 14, 15-year-old Rob. 15-year-old Rob? Yeah. I would say develop billionaire habits mm. and follow through with them every day. That, you know, because your success is in your routine. So as you add more to your routine, you know, that'd be part of it and be consistent, you know. So because at the end of the day, anyone can be anything they want to be if you're consistent. Mm. You just have to, you just have to identify what you want, develop a strategy on, on how to get it, follow through consistently and then and then improve upon it every day. OK, it's a refinement process mm. and you'll have anything anything where 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 i fall short at times right is is just basic follow through mm. i have a youtube channel it's a great youtube channel if i could follow through or consistently identify what my target audience is i think the pa the passion like you have to have the passion to videotape mm. every day yeah. yeah 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 but that passion comes when, when you've identified what your purpose is you see you have to find out what your purpose is on but you like fitness i mean on your youtube channel is fitness right it's, it's fitness, it's travel, it's business, it's finance. Well, you, you, know, have to, you have to yeah. nail one down and say, okay, this is what it's going to be. And right. videotape all right. the time about that. Right. This is my, this is my niche. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you notice, right, you know, we didn't really talk about bodybuilding, but I, but I was able to explain all your financial incomes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because I'm multifaceted like a diamond. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm quite brilliant. And so, literally, because there's so much I'm into and so much I like, that's the problem. I can't niche it down. I love CrossFit, but to be quite honest with you, it isn't so much CrossFit I like, it's improving people. Mm. So then how do you prove them? Is it through physical fitness? Is it through motivation? And that's why I'm, that's why I'm obsessed with success because really the closest thing to a niche, niche it down or, or, or market it best for me is to say, I want to improve every person I can through every mode possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like mm -hmm. to I like to do everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a performance coach of the highest caliber. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I change you physically, mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. and that's why I would only say to myself, improve your daily routine and have a billionaire routine because that's what billionaires do. Mm -hmm. 
they are so far beyond the norm. Not in talent, but in consistency and purpose. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's they say there are two things in life that you got to learn, you know, and only one of them do most people know. They know when they were born. They don't know why. Mm-hmm. The why? What's the purpose? You know, if I if I said you know if I said to you, Ruckus, what's your purpose? Like, what's your ultimate goal and purpose? You said the other day, which was masterful you said to die before you die you want to have a blockbuster movie that that you've written and produced and and brought to life mm-hmm. you know but lavar what's your purpose i mean i'm sorry I'm, I'm, omar what, what's your purpose so you can repeat that question again all right so yeah <laughs> no i know <laughs> a question you said yeah, but yeah, repeat yeah, yeah. The question. yeah so omar 100 what's your purpose my purpose is the the legacy i leave behind mm-hmm. right and i think we've talked about this with ben before Right. Mm-hmm. And Ben, I don't know if you, you should remember Ben. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. Ben. So he said um, the difference between uh, a certain class of people and another class of people is that, yeah, you guys plan for ne- next week, mm-hmm. or maybe for the weekend. Mm-hmm. We plan for generations. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and Chinese. So, yeah. So I, I didn't want to be okay. racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, thought, you know, I, I didn't want to include their race in it. Right? That, but, that, that was actually the most profound line in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think for me, it's meant a lot to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've always thought like that, but I started to put it more in action since. So all these decisions I make now, I want my 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 descendants to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, my great grandfather, you know, Omar One Hundred. Yeah, you know, was a full hundred. He right. did it. Mm-hmm. Like right. we think we're doing it now. That guy did it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, he set us straight. Yeah. So you want that to be it? And according to like my faith, you know, certain things that you do now will affect you. That's that's the best blessing you could have. It mm-hmm. affects your descendants. Okay. So I think that's my that's my goal mm-hmm. and that's my purpose. Like I want to hold it down for the crew. Yeah, because I. I, I totally agree with that. You know, it's, it's good to have. I'm sorry. It's it's good to have that legacy, mm-hmm. and I like that answer too. Because when you hear people talk about these right. stories, they'd be like, "Yeah, man, big, yeah." Because I had like my great grandparents were big people, mm-hmm. so when they tell stories about them, like, "Yeah, this dude, he was," and they talk about how the person was, and the way mm-hmm. they talk about the endearment that they right. give, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah." All right, this this is what I need to have the same type of purpose for my people. So I, I came from, I'm descended from a guy named Bull Gator. He's from Exuma. Mm. He owns a place called Barry Tarry. They own a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. So he made it so that any one of his descendants, including myself, can go mm-hmm. there and all he has to do is plant some palm trees and he has a piece of property. That's him. Mm-hmm. Any one of my descendants, any one of his descendants, mm-hmm. right? So anybody can go there. So he has this place that's beautiful on the beach, beachfront property that anybody can do that. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And so he, he at least blessed them with that mm-hmm. or have, has uh, translated that blessing to them. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to do something bigger than that. You know what I mean? Being a descendant of his. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to do something better. Well, you know, I, I like that. I've done something similar. I have a house that I rent out and it's called Harris Manor. Mm-hmm. And that's for my children. Mm-hmm. So it's called Harris Manor. You can actually look it up on like Airbnb or Evolve dot com places like that and if you want to rent it you can actually go there but it's, it's our family house okay mm-hmm. and then my next family house is on my mother's side and that's turned into a historical museum because my mm-hmm. grandfather was the first black dj of birmingham alabama all right yeah so that's actually a museum it's called the mckinster museum okay. you can find it on facebook 
But uh, I like that heritage part mm. and that legacy part, mm. you know, especially the palm trees. That's nice. Mm. But uh, now, now, gentlemen, I'm so sorry to have to jump in the yeah. middle of this. Gotcha. But yeah, we we almost out of time. Almost right. out of gotcha. time. Gotcha. Well, hey, I want to say thank you to gentlemen and to the listening audience. Uh, uh, thank you to the big, big, humongous. No, no, no. We ain't going that far. We ain't going that far. We ain't going that far. Well, well, if first name is Rob, middle name is humongous, last name is. Okay, we, we're going to thank Robert Lee Harris, Harris Jr. 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 AKA. Proprietor of CrossFit Island 242. Yeah. Entrepreneur uh, 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 for Myogenesis brand supplements. Mm-hmm. We want to thank him today for being our special guest. Definitely, definitely uh, uh, shared a bunch of knowledge. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. On many different aspects. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, if you have a chance, please come out to CrossFit Island 242. Yep. Um, hard work takes effort. Here, mm-hmm. you're going to put in effort and you're going to see the results. Yes, so I think and you, you're probably also gonna play a game of backgammon. So yes. you might wanna you might, you, you might wanna brush up on that. Yes, that's all I'm yes, saying. Yes, yes. But this has been the Killer Instinct podcast. My esteemed co-host, brother Omar. Alasad, one hundred, keeping it one hundred, keeping it one hundred. And I have been Ruckus Man. Thank you all for joining us for today's podcast. We look forward to seeing you all next time. If you don't have the killer instinct, stay with us because we'll give it to you. All right? You can catch it. You can catch it. (laughs) All right? All right? All right. All right. All right.